want to just jump into things? Uh, yeah, however you want to. Is this like a normal show? How, however you want to I, start this bad boy. I don't know. I was trying to mark it down with the timestamp, and now I'm all worried. Oh, I got it. Don't worry about that timestamp. <sighs> Thank you, bro. Well, listen, we're doing it. I'm Steven. <laughs> Doing the look of panic, <laughs> panic and release because you had it, you had my back, bro. <laughs> oh, I just wish people could see that. It wasn't even that like big of a reaction, it was like almost like micro expressions <laughs> in a macro way, you know. Oh my god, that's what it was. I'm glad I could fulfill uh, that for you. Yeah, Whew. that was good. That was good. Loosey goosey, loosey goosey. Um. But yeah, we can we can start out. Wait, however so, and whenever you want. Have we started? Is this the just show? Say, <laughs> just say I'm Brent, and then you can get into it. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm Brent. Hey, welcome. Let's talk about stuff. Hey, seamless. <laughs> wow. Okay, this we gotta preface. This is our second episode record of the night. <laughs> yeah. And we're a little mm-hmm. loosey-goosey. Wow. Good times yeah. to follow, though, for sure. Obviously. I mean, we're going to have four episodes inside of eight days. Wow. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? <laughs> we're, we're lunatics. It's like we got the slightest amount of people being like, I actually listen to your show. We're like, we, you want four times as many? <laughs> yeah. we, we can do four times as many. <laughs> They're like, no, that's no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I spaced the episode out over the course of a week. You really don't even have to do that. That's fine. But listen, we had a lot to talk about. That's the problem. I'm into horror. You're into horror right now. So much. I love it. We're playing off each other. We're just watching so much shit. Yeah, that's great. It really is. I'm uh, really enjoying myself and uh, just uh, really happy with all of the various horror offerings out there in the world. You know? Whether it's, um, you know, your, your classic universal monsters or elevated horror or, you know, some like elevator horror, elevator horror, like you know, David like that M. Night, what, <laughs> David <laughs> Pumpkins, right? And then, yeah, or, M. Night's, or yeah. The M. Night That was a very porky pick of you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. The elevator movie, whatever the fuck devil? that was. It's called Devil? Devil. Yes. What should we call it Elevator, right? I've got I I've got a movie. It takes place in an elevator. Is it called Elevator? Yeah, it's called Devil. Oh, um, sold. <laughs> I have notes Wait, immediately. What's your middle name though? Knight. Sold. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> sold. Yeah. He knows. Well, you know who M. Night Shyamalan's arch nemesis is, right? Mm. Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I said that joke at a wedding once. <laughs> And the whole table looked at me perplexed. And I was like, think about it. Like, it was a real, like, genius level intellect. And there was like, really oh, because good. of, like, night and day. It was like, uh-huh. Surely I was not at this wedding. I would have laughed. No. No. Oh, man. Wow. What a good night. All right. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. What's up? Hello. Hello. Would you like to start us off today with, uh, we're just, basically today we're just getting through a bunch of horror movies we couldn't fit into any other show. Yes, right. Yeah. For I mean, it's like an embarrassment of riches to have totally. so many friends come on the the podcast this this month of mm-hmm. October. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I'm you know I'm more than happy to sacrifice some uh, pop culture catch up stuff uh, in the horror realm mm-hmm, to have mm-hmm. them on. However, 
you know, I, I called a, an official LTAS meeting with you right. at one point, and I was like, Stephen, I have so much stuff, You're back so down. much horror stuff I've been just fisting directly at my ass that mm-hmm. I, I, I'm getting impacted. I need to release this. Right. And uh, so here we are. We're, we're releasing a special episode to uh, douche out this horror stuff. Well, you okay. Know? That's a little graphic, mm-hmm. but sure, yeah, we want to get it out of our system so that uh, it's out of our systems and it's into the world, kind of like you do with horror a little bit. Get those fears and out diarrhea. of your body. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say it's wrong. Cha-cha-cha. Um, cha. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's what we're doing today. We're going to do a lightning round, a frightening round, if you will, of uh, uh, horror stuff. And uh, boy, there is so much to talk about, so much to right. discuss. Which is yes. why we're going to try to limit ourselves on each topic, right? <sighs> yes. Yeah. So I have a, uh, a sand timer from a game. I don't know which game it's even mm-hmm. from anymore. It's become our, our official sand timer here. Uh, and we'll have that out today a little bit. But we also mm-hmm. realized it's just a minute and a half. So we're just going to use a <laughs> yeah. minute and a half. Like on our it's phones. a sand timer from the game Connect 4. What? Why? <laughs> you only have so much time to connect that for. You're out. That actually yeah. kind of ups the pressure a little bit. That might make I the mean, game a better. Bit, yeah. I guess you could introduce a sand timer into anything kind with of nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I would not introduce sand and nipples. That's horrific. I mean, That's I horrific. love it. No. I, I won't. I will only go on vacation to beaches with sand for that express reason. It's a nipple rubbing party for you. Mm, yeah. Okay. People are like, ooh, sand's awfully hot today. I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Let me go lay out without a towel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing out there? Just exfoliating my chest. Oh, yeah. Don't even worry about it. You got that, uh, you're trying to grow some hair, trying to exfoliate it so it actually comes out. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could be a real boy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. This is going well. This is going well already. Uh, okay, so uh, how do we want to start this? Do you want do you want me to I go? Want you to start. I think you have a, a, a lot backed up. I want you to get that out of there. I do. I do. Uh, okay, here, let me get some of this stuff out of the way. Your All right. Props? So I think, uh, kind of, sort of. Oh, perfect. Uh, just, just, just for a few things here. Um, I am wearing my Camp Crystal Lake Jason Voorhees shirt. I love it. And uh, man, I'm I'm just ready to go. I'm You're I'm so all about it. it. God, I love I'm so it. into it. Yeah, if I could wear a hockey mask and then <gasps> also a Freddy glove and then also um, a Babadook costume. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know? I bet that you could show up to a con and people would really like that. I yeah. like how people like mash things up. To, you know, that's pretty good. They're like, who are you? And I'm like, all of it. Oh, I like it all now. <laughs> I'm just all of it now. You You're don't that excited, know. which is cool. And I'm like, I go hide behind a trash can, and now I'm it follows. Uh, I don't, I don't take that lightly, Brent. Oh my god, that movie scares me. It is. It's, you it's aware of that? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. we don't joke about that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's scary. Today's the day I'm just saying that I got scary. in trouble on the podcast. I'm just saying it's scary and don't scare me. Not today. Not today of all days. <laughs> all right. The Friday before Halloween. What's wrong with you? Not today, Santa. All right. So uh, I want to start with some comic books uh, that are horror related. And I think you've got one to discuss as well. So that's a a good starting point for us. So I'm going to set my timer for one minute, 30 seconds for this first topic. And we're going to start now. Okay. Yes. Okay. We're going. Okay. Yes, we are going. So uh, the first 
uh, comic I want to talk about is a, a series that I was going to read last year for Halloween called I Love Halloween. Um, it's really kind of all there in the title. Love is spelled L-U-V and it's from the publisher Tokyo Pop. There are three volumes released and uh, I bought these back in the day. They were released in 2005, 6, and 7 and I remember liking them then. I went through, reread them this time. Don't care for them almost <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> Almost nothing redeeming about it. Uh, it's written by Keith Giffen, who's a big comics writer, and illustrated by Benjamin Roman. And I like his art style, but I uh, I don't know. I really had a hard time getting into the story. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, the three volumes are about trick-or-treaters uh, that go around their town on Halloween day, and then shenanigans ensue. Uh, they're all kids as well. Um, the first volume is just kind of introducing them and their, their world, them going trick-or-treating and and you know somebody gets candy stolen from them and uh it's awfully violent uh second Mm -hmm. volume introduces zombies into the mix and brings in some new characters and then the third volume introduces an alien invasion uh that's not where i saw it going it's a little too much it's it's kind of weird right uh the uh, sometimes the characters die but then they come back in the next volume Mm -hmm. so it's and they don't really age so it's not really like time-based or whatever but it's just you know you're not trying to read that much into it it's kind of just like a uh, the general idea should be fun, uh, and that's my time. <laughs> I was going to say that, uh, that some of the jokes don't hold up as well. Sometimes they're okay. a little bit like skeevy and uh, um, a little bit too edgelord uh, for me. Gotcha. Um, so I'm going to move on to my next thing, which is called Pentagram of Horror. It is uh, created by Marco Fontanelli. It's published by Black Caravan Black Caravan slash Scout Comics. And this one is a five-issue anthology. I don't think there's a collection of it yet, but um, it's these comics are fucking fantastic. Oh, I cool. didn't want to just, like, shit on comics in general. I had to have a good one to talk about. Um, but it's an anthology series. The, the first issue has to do with a guy who's willing to sell his soul to uh, be able to be a, a master painter. Uh, next one is uh, about, like, the Ku Klux Klan. There's a uh, one that involves um, computer programming or hacking or whatever or going into like a metaverse type thing there's a western one there's one that has a guy who cuts up bodies and like creates burger patties out of them oh, i know yeah. terrifying burger patties <laughs> right. um, but um Scary story. yeah i was really <laughs> i was really impressed with this series and uh i i will follow this artist on whatever he does next because it was fantastic awesome. I, I think he does the lettering and stuff as well so uh from a tutor to snooter two thumbs up <laughs> from the old Brentmeister. <laughs> And uh, that'll be my time on that one. I, I saved uh, 20 seconds there. So. Oh, wow. See? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the two up. of them. What do you have? Yeah. All right. So I am, have been reading a comic that you recommended to me a while ago called uh, Hack Slash. Uh, yeah. It's good. I love it so much. It's uh, created and written by Tim Seeley. And uh, the artist changed throughout. Um, sometimes I really love it. Sometimes it, it's okay. Um, but the characters and the storyline are amazing. Uh, essentially, it follows two characters, Cassie Hack and Vlad, her her big assistant. He looks kind of like um, Jason Voorhees when he's gone to space, like when he's really like super fucking huge. <laughs> yeah. Right? Is that kind of what you think of it? And, like the mask bit, yeah. almost like is like small in his face because of that. But mm-hmm. um, they hunt slashers, which in their world are kind of like zombies or vampires or some sort of undead. They are basically like sometimes totally made up sometimes like other characters sometimes they're really from real life like chucky makes an appearance uh you had mentioned like reanimator uh dr west makes an appearance i just saw him in in the comic as well so that was really cool um but it's essentially like these slashers keep coming back to life and killing people and then these two people uh are on a mission to, to like rid the world of them um it's very graphic it's very 
um, tongue in cheek and dark and funny. And there's a lot of naked people in it. And that's really fun. Um, it's just got a good vibe. I love the whole feeling of it. The, the autumn vibe, the, the horror vibe, the slasher like connections and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really funny. Uh, I'm, I'm in the second omnibus now. I really love the first one. Uh, the second one is, is great as well, and I'm just going to keep reading it until it ends, I guess, uh, because it's pretty awesome. So I really, really mm-hmm. like it yet. Very glad that you recommended it to me. And oh, that is my awesome. time. I'm glad. <gasps> Woo. Perfect. Perfect. This is fun. Hey, we're on a roll. I like How it. How could this possibly go wrong? Oh, my God. It's all downhill from here, isn't it? <laughs> and then it went drastically wrong. Um, okay. Any other <clears throat> comic stuff? For no, you? that's it, man. Then, go for it. Okay. All right. So I want to move on to the world of television, which is like movies, but for smaller. Mm, All right. So okay, we're going to start with with a series called Ghosted. This is from, I think, 2017, and it stars Craig Robinson, Adam Scott and Amber Stevens West. Mm. And uh, it was a 16 episode series. It's um, it's strange, right? It was it was it came out on Fox and they couldn't figure out you know, what direction to take the show. So the first 10 episodes are kind of like X-Files-ish, but mm. with a comedic bent to it. And then the last six episodes are more like a workplace comedy. Oh, and it, like, the, Yeah, the tone is just like kind of all over the place. I still <clears throat> like the characters that are in it, but you could definitely tell like the network did not know what to do with this. I kind of um, remember so, that. I like those people, but yeah. I do too, yeah. I, I think it's worth watching mm. just like... Because you're you've got like what an eight hour commitment and you're good. Uh, one funny thing is that episode fifteen of the series is actually the series finale, and episode sixteen is actually episode ten. So whenever you oh, like watch them those. in the list order on like Hulu or whatever, it's it feel it, like it feels weird right. because it's it you got to a, a finale and then here's this other thing. Oh, this appears to take place several episodes ago. That's kind of strange. And uh, yes, so we can go ahead and move on to the next show, which is called Ghosts. So I'm going from Ghosted to Ghosts, and this is a television show on CBS that's coming out currently. Uh, we're on the uh, season two uh, that's coming out right now, so you can check it out on Paramount+. Plus. stars Rose McIver and uh, Ut- Utkarsh Ambutkar. God damn it. I was like, <laughs> I cannot butcher this brown man's name. And I, I've said it before without issue, and... Uh, you're you in wouldn't a time know crunch it. now, though. You wouldn't know it. Exactly. I don't have time to say all of those syllables. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but a, a couple inherit a country home, and it turns out it's haunted. Uh, the wife gives the ability to interact with the various ghost inhabitants, and uh, they turn the, the manor into a bed and breakfast and, and all of that stuff. Uh, it's adapted from a British TV series of the same name, and uh, my wife and I, we like to watch it. We throw on a, a new episode you know, each week as it comes out, and uh, it's just a good time. You yes. know, there's a, a whole assortment of, of people from uh, different backgrounds and races and whatnot uh, that are the ghosts, and uh, it's a mixed-race couple as well, so that's good. And, uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I, I'm normally not a CBS person, but I can give this this show a, a thumbs up. Nice. Well, are yeah. you thinking about trying the original? Um, Maybe. We'll see. Right. We'll see how this goes, you know. like I, We'll see how this goes. I feel... <laughs> well, I don't even say anything more after that. <laughs> Any more TV then? No more TV for me. All right. Well, I'm going to move to a different topic, which is oh. movies again. Witches. Witches. No. Uh, this is back to last week's episode. I mentioned something quickly about 
the music of slashers, uh, specifically <gasps> Halloween, Friday the 13th, and Nightmare on Elm Street. I just wanted to mention these again because I had some examples this time so that it would be a little bit easier for us to uh, talk about it or whatever. So I had mentioned that I thought Halloween, Friday the 13th, and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street were all slashers that were iconic that came about in the 80s, kind of like the Universal Monsters did like in the 30s or whatever. And um, I like that they were our new monsters. We hadn't had really new ones that kind of replaced them, but they were so like in six years, we had them all. I feel like part of the reason is they had iconic masks. They all kind of touched uh, something in people uh, and the fear at the time and like just latched onto something as well that people liked. Um, mm-hmm. And they all had awesome music that kind of set the tone for them. So I had uh, a few examples in mind. So we have the the Halloween theme, obviously, that we all know and love, that kind of um, sets the tone for that movie and makes you think of Michael Myers and that movie so well. And then you have the Jason theme. Oh, that one's going to play at the same time. No, this is how it's supposed to go. Everything stop. Well, it's a time saver, Steven. This is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they playing at the same time? This stupid app. I got this app to, uh, it's called Soundbox, and it, you can, like, tag us, a, a, like, record a new sound and then play it whenever, so I'm trying to do this. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so the Jason theme has the uh, thing that everybody knows and loves as well, you know? And and uh, and then also I'd mentioned uh, Friday, or Nightmare on Elm Street, um, the music in that one. So I wanted to play this because you said you didn't, when you watched it, it didn't really like stick out to you as much, I think. Sure. As some of the mm-hmm. other ones. So this is like the. Oh, okay. That sound, which just sounds so dreamy and different or whatever. And I really mm-hmm. like that sound as well for that movie. And I think that seals why they are. I think it's part of the, uh, the soup that makes them such memorable slasher killers that we've all grown up and loved all these years. Yes. Mm-hmm. The music of slashers. All right. So that's that. That's perfect. Love it, it went flawlessly. That app. That's Great. perfect. <laughs> if it didn't, if it didn't uh, be shitty, if it didn't be shitty. Yep. It would be up to us. <laughs> Somehow I made it so much worse. Um, okay. So let me talk about some documentaries that I watched. I keep having to like switch back to my uh, timer on my watch here. Okay. So minute and a half there we go okay documentaries uh memory the origins of alien this is a documentary Mm -hmm. on the film series alien uh and i watched this about a year ago so honestly i don't know what (laughs) i would have to say about this one but i do want to acknowledge that i watched it so i can take it off my list and that's the most important thing perfect Um, but my recollection of it was uh like behind the scenes making of uh at least the first alien i don't know about aliens uh and on. This so, is a um, great review. <laughs> you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> it may have been on Shutter. I don't even remember. Uh, one thing that was on Shutter, <laughs> though, is a series called Behind the Monsters. Mm. And that's a six episode series. Like I said, it's on Shutter. And it uh, goes behind the scenes on um, making some of the movies and uh, the, the legendary monsters uh, Michael Myers, Candyman, Chucky, Freddy. Jason Voorhees and Pinhead and uh, Ooh, oh yeah. I, yeah I watched all of them even though I haven't <laughs> seen movies from all of those characters I uh, I still enjoyed it I, I find it fascinating the the origins of some of those characters and uh, where they've um, how they've cemented themselves into right. 
the consciousness of of the public and whatnot. I think that's very cool. And then a another documentary I watched is called This Is Guar. It's a Shutter exclusive documentary, and uh, it's about the band Guar, which mm-hmm. I have almost zero uh, reference for outside of oh, okay. seeing a couple of episodes of like Beavis and Butthead where they mentioned Guar and playing that terrible video game back in the day where they were featured in it. Uh, I don't really know any Guar music. I've heard they have really cool like live concerts. Right. There's like a, a giant T-Rex and shit, but I never experienced it for myself. Uh, so I watched the documentary and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it lays out the story pretty well. You get to see some behind the scenes strife from the different band members and whatnot. But also it seems like um, a very like wildly creative collective of mm-hmm. artists and musicians that come together to uh, uh, to keep the legacy of that band going. So I thought that was really cool. And then Stephen, something that you and I can tag team oh, on yeah. is called Scream, comma Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street, which is another Shutter documentary, and it is about the um, oh my god, I can't even remember his name. Mike Patton, I believe is his name, Mark. who's the actor who plays, uh, yeah. That's what I said. What like, do you think I said? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I said Mike, which is uh, Mike Patton is right. uh, the the singer for uh, Guar. Uh, I, like I almost said Newfound Newfound Glory, but um, hmm. uh, God, Mike, who do I fucking like cares? Mike now? <laughs> I don't know. It's like a fucking Mike Patton. He's uh, a Mike guy. <laughs> Americans uh, faith no more. Faith No More. There we go. Got it. Newfound Glory, Faith No More. Pretty much I, that, the same thing. I actually do connect that sometimes, I feel like. That yeah, makes sense. Because I don't know 100%. either of those bands that, that well. So, <laughs> perfect. So, uh, Mark Patton. I'm sorry. Mark Patton, who uh, portrayed Jesse in A Nightmare, good Lord, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, uh, Freddy's Revenge. Revenge. And uh, that actor was gay. The character was not. And um, the story, talk, or the, the documentary itself talks about... Um, that whole aspect of it, the, the, right. the movie becoming an um, iconic movie for LGBTQ plus people. Yeah, it was really interesting. I thought um, the documentary itself was okay. It looked like it was like a Kickstarter. I, they mentioned like um, funder or backers at the end or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I noticed some parts they were filmed with like a DSLR and it would go out of focus a lot of times. Like when they did like live shots at cons and stuff, and I kept getting annoyed mm-hmm. that. Uh, it was like not presented better, I guess. But overall, the uh, the whole documentary was really good. His story was really fascinating. I did not know much mm-hmm. about him, um, yeah. and he had a, a a boyfriend, I guess, at the time, um, who had died uh, of AIDS around that movie as well. And they went at the whole mm-hmm. AIDS epidemic and being out or not out in the and, and what that meant in America or Hollywood in that era in the mm-hmm. '80s and how scary that was. And how he basically tried to be the all-American boy and then landed this role that didn't realize the, all the subtext. And then uh, it became this gay icon. And um, well, you and I talked about it last week. That movie is not that great, I think, objectively. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as good as, like, one or three that we've seen so far. And mm-hmm. uh, But I do love that it has become a gay icon for that community and that mm-hmm. he has embraced it in his future or it's, you know, it's, it's like now, I guess. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was really fascinating to see that. I'm glad I got to, a chance to finally see this thing. I think mm-hmm. it came out a few years ago, but, uh, it was really fascinating yeah. to see it along with that movie. So, yeah. And I, I don't understand the like hate behind the movie. Like it's, right. I don't the think 80s, it's man. that bad. Yeah. Like it, it was, <clears throat> it's wild to think that people were mad at somebody for being gay. Like, I understand that still exists now, but I feel like it's yeah. less, maybe less common or maybe I, as a straight person, just don't don't see that as often. Right. But 
Um, and pop culture, they mention yeah. like like uh, the Monster Squad. They say that the FAG. They say that yeah. like I I grew up saying that because of there's a line in that movie, and mm-hmm. I just thought it was like whatever. Um, and there's a lot of movies in that era, that, like TV shows. They just like threw word around that word like whatever or like or. Uh, like homo and stuff they mentioned that's also in the monster mm-hmm. squad and these derogatory terms that are terrible but it was accepted then it really was uh and a lot yeah. of pop culture and it's it was a terrible time for those people and uh it highlights a lot of that in this documentary so mm-hmm. yeah yeah times have I'm changed just, man I'm, absolutely and i'm so glad for that right right yes yes uh okay so my next category is um family friendly horror movies okay um so the hills have I, I had eyes. This, <laughs> the hills have eyes. That's right. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that one scene in depth. Uh, no. So uh, when I started this month, I had intended, like I, I normally do, where I have a film series, film series that I track kind of throughout the month. Mm-hmm. Like one year I did Blade. Another year I did a different thing that's not coming to mind right sure. now. This year I was planning to do Hotel Transylvania. I watched the first one, Stephen. That's pretty much it. Uh, because we ran out of time on like doing literally any other stuff, and um, yeah, so I want to I want to take a, a, a I will split over the next minute and a half. I'm gonna talk about uh, the remaining three movies. Okay. So Hotel Tran- Transylvania two, like the general premise of the the first Hotel Transylvania, Dracula has a hotel in Transylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, you're basically caught up. Okay. His daughter's a vampire turns 118. She's about to go out uh, into the world. He's freaked out about it. Uh, she falls in love with a human. He freaks out about that as well. Comes to like the guy, and and uh, I think they get married at the end of that movie. In the second movie, cleverly titled Hotel Transylvania, let me check my notes, two, uh, <laughs> Drac is concerned that his grandson that he has now won't display van- his like vampire side, mm. and so it's just kind of taking him to get that um, taken care of. Like He takes him to a, a monster camp or whatever, um, tries to get his powers to manifest, and do they? Spoilers, yeah. Uh, obviously, so it's a yeah, of course. It's monster kids. conversion camp. Yeah, Stephen, don't overthink it. Okay, that's fine. It's <laughs> it's what the public wants. Uh, third movie, Hotel Transylvania three. Everyone goes on a cruise and dance fight uh, a kraken. <laughs> okay, don't overthink it. Okay, that's exactly what you what I just said. Okay. Uh, the fourth movie, Hotel Transylvania Transformia. Uh, Drac becomes human, and his son-in-law Johnny, who is a human, becomes a monster. So, oh wow! They're really changing up the formula that way. They're really changing it up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, the director Gennady Tartakovsky's uh, animation style. Okay. He he, uh, he he's normally like pretty good. I don't care for his like three D animated stuff, but like mm-hmm. the hand animated. Um, Are these hand animated? I've never seen them. <sighs> no. Stephen, this, so you don't this like is not going the this is not this is not going the way I wanted it to. I, I feel like I've I spent so much time on notes that I'm focused on that and I can't think of uh, outside oh stuff. My God. But he's got like a you can stick to your HBO. Notes. He's got an HBO show uh, that's animated that I've talked about where it's like a, a a cave person and a dinosaur and they hang out and then it's very brutal and violent. Oh right. What the fuck is that called? I don't know. I'm gonna have to look it up now. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I just saw that the other day and I was like, oh, wait, Brent talked about that. And literally all I can think now is Turok. It's not Turok. Oh, man. It's not Turok. No. That'd be cool. Um, let me let me take a it's look It's called here. like Savage. Primal. Primal. 
Ah, Samsonite. Uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so it's right there in the ballpark. But that that uh, is a good display of his animation gotcha. prowess. I, I like that a lot. And I think he did like Dexter's Laboratory or something like that, where it has those like thick ass bold lines. Thick oh, bold man. lines. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to change my panties. <laughs> That's a really good snake. Is that his name? Snake on the Simpsons? <laughs> you sound just like the. the I think I, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I saw the other day the, the one where Homer gets the hair transplant. Do you remember that? Where they from from that guy, and it takes oh, over his no. body. Oh man, it's a good one. Good oh, Halloween. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I see you. Okay. Uh, the other movie I want to mention is called The Black Cauldron. It's uh, from 1985, made by Disney. It's the first Disney animated film to get a PG rating, and uh, it has a reputation for being one of the spookiest Disney films mm. ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen it. Uh, this was before the Disney Renaissance with The Little Mermaid and Aladdin right. and Lion King and all that stuff. So uh, this one kind of gets put... Um, it kind of gets buried in the in the the lore, kind of with the great mouse detective and that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I watched it over the weekend, and it was pretty good. Like the character designs are pretty basic. Um, there is a character called Gurgi that sounds fucking exactly like Gollum. Not like oh, it kind of sounds like this. If you do no, it's it's fucking <laughs> Gollum. Like I'm pretty sure Andy Circus watched this shit and was like. Yes, this is mine. Yeah, this is mine. I just do this now, right? I'm having the weirdest deja vu. Did we talk about this? We talked about this on the last one, but I I had to bring it up again because I wrote the note down, Stephen. I can't (laughs) help myself. I had to do it. Well, here's the thing, though. I was like, I have no idea why I know this already, but I think we talked (laughs) about this outside of the podcast, maybe? Fair enough. This brown brown bitch getting ready to talk about (laughs) Gurney. Why do I know Gertie is? That's so fucking weird. Uh, but it is interesting because there is some light CGI oh, sprinkled okay. throughout, but I didn't realize that existed in 1985. Uh-huh. So there are certain points where I'm just like, how the fuck did they animate this? Like there's uh, smoke billowing out of the black oh, hole yeah. and um, these different ripple effects in the water and whatnot. And I uh, come to find out um, CGI. It was just, of course, it was, of course it was fucking CGI. Skynet. Disney had access to this. Yeah. yeah. Disney's had access to CGI going back to the first Snow White movie. Everybody knows that. Dopey CGI. The what? Whole Dopey's fucking CGI, dude. Mocap? No. <laughs> Damn. Mocap, yeah. They had mocap back yeah. then? Damn. Uh-huh. They, they used the Unreal Engine um, what? to animate him. Yeah, it was, it was fucking cool. That's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. It really like blows your mind when you like re- do any research at all. Do your I research, know. guys. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, you're just going to be like just dropping knowledge that isn't even knowledge, you know? So it's like, what even? <laughs> what even is it, dude? Well, what else? Do you, what do you got? What do you got? Um, so I had something really fun from a, a local boy, a friend of ours, oh. uh, Mr. Austin Wilson, one of our friends. He's a writer, and he had been mentioning this uh, short story they got accepted. It was like a, uh, in a into a uh, anthology story or book, I guess, called Nom Nom. And it was uh, a little story he got in there. Every story in the book is under 100 words. So they're all, there's like a ton of them. There's like hundreds of them, I think. Um, wow. All these little bitty stories. And he kept mentioning it. And I'm into really Halloween stuff. And I like Austin, his, his stuff. He sent me some of his uh, other writing before. And I liked that. So I was like, I'm going to check this little short story out. It was $2.99 on Amazon for like a, an ebook. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is like a whole bunch of Halloween stories. So his, I found his, his it's called True Halloween. Uh, and it was awesome. Um, I'm very excited about it. You and I are going to have some friends. Uh, we're going to do an Airbnb thing, not just in a few days, but uh, soon for your birthday. And uh, we're going to read some scary stories. And I thought I might read his and uh, some other ones out there. Um, nice. It was cool. Okay. I really recommend it. It's called Nom Nom. You can find that online or, or search Austin Wilson. And uh, I'm sure he has a link to it as well. 
So that was pretty So neat. is is his story called Nom Nom or is no. it True Halloween? His is called True Halloween. Uh, the, okay. the whole book is called Nom Nom because they're like little bite-sized stories. Oh, yeah, all it's the Quibi words. of stories. It's the qu- <laughs> yeah, it's a Quibi book. Um, <laughs> it was it was three point six billion dollars to produce this book. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, they're going to take a loss. They're going to take yeah. a loss, but that's OK. Of course. That's all right. Um, yeah. And then I wanted to throw out. Uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned it last year, but we rewatched Mr. Brooks with uh, Kevin Costner and Demi Moore oh. the other day. And it's more I don't know. It's kind of a thriller, but it's like a serial killer thing. I just find the concept so interesting. It's another one that I thought about recently that I had. Uh, we watched it just like once or twice every, every once in a while. Um, and I I like it more and more, I think, over the years. There are some weird things with Demi Moore's character. There's like some backstory I just don't really care for. Uh, and there's a really weird scene where she's following. So she's like a detective. She's like following some dude and the lights get shot out. And the, like literally all the sound goes out except for techno music pumps in. And it's hmm. like just the muzzle flashes and it's like a matrix sequence in the middle of this fucking movie. It's like so weird. But other than <laughs> yeah. that, it's really cool. Uh, and I really like the The whole conceit is like, uh, Kevin Costner is a serial killer. Um, God, William hurt. Is that his name? Uh, is like his alter ego who is in his mind, but he's like in the back seat behind him, like whispering to him. So it's like, you see, you get to see like him talk to himself sort of. And it's just like really cool. Interesting. Uh, okay. so I just love that. Is conceit. Dane Cook in that? Dane Cook is in it. Yeah. So weird, but I actually like yeah, him. Okay. In it. Um, I think he's yeah. pretty good in the role because it's kind of a he's kind of a weird dude who discovers Mr. Brooks is a serial killer and then wants to be taken along for the ride, kind of learn how to do it. So is there um, a scene where Kevin Costner is parting ways with Dane Cook? He <laughs> leans in closely, whispers in his ear, "Good luck, Chuck," and then just walks off. I think. Okay, so you've seen the movie then? I think so. Okay, it's that one. It's that That's one. I was. Um, yeah, God, mm-hmm. I was trying to think of any other Dane Cook movies. <laughs> That was the one. That was the There's one. There's one with Dax Shepard where they work at like a Costco, and he's like, it's like employee, it? employee of the month. I Is that called, it? No, I think I think it's different though. Good luck. Oh, okay. I think Good Luck Chuck has uh, Jessica, Jessica Alba, Alba and the other one okay. has Jessica Simpson. <laughs> oh, the two Jessicas. <laughs> the two Jessicas of the Dane Cook yeah. era. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, he's actually. I thought he was pretty good at it. Uh, interesting enough. Um, and then I had one other quick one. We, uh, Amanda and I hadn't seen forever Death Becomes Her with Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis. Have you ever seen that movie from like 92, I think, early 90s? A long time ago. I don't really remember right. anything about it. I remember parts of it. Um, I can't remember what streaming app it was on, but it showed up like on HBO Max or something like that. Uh, it's not as great. Oh, my God. Steven. What? Real quick. Yes. It was Employee of the Month. Yes. I yes. actually kind of like yeah. that movie. Wow. You know a second Dane Cook movie. I did, but I couldn't pull it out. <laughs> oh, technically time. a third, right? Mr. Brooks, good luck, Chuck, oh, and there you employee go. of the month. Wow. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I have the moves. I have the Dane Cook moves. It's all I ever wanted in life. <laughs> I guess he auditioned for the role of Captain America in Captain America the first Avenger. What? Can you imagine? Can you imagine what we Dane have gotten? Cook is Steve yeah. Rogers. Wow. That uh-huh. floors me that he even tried for that. I actually, mm-hmm. I don't mind Dane Cook. I know a lot of people shit on him, but uh, I thought he was funny back in the day or whatever. I liked some of his stand-up, and uh, I liked some mm-hmm. of the movies for their time. Uh, and Mr. Brooks, I think, is the one that I still hold on to, but um, yeah. for Kevin Costner reasons, you know. Oh, sure. Kevin yeah. Costner, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, uh, no, that's great. I love that little factoid. Um, what was it? Uh, the the, um, the Hills Have Eyes? 
<laughs> Death Becomes Her. Death Becomes Her. Uh, not as great okay. as I remembered. It's uh, Robert Zemeckis, so he does a lot of quirky, like, he did a lot of oh. like early CGI stuff, and it has some fun mm-hmm. memories for me. I remember, like, watching this movie as, as a kid and stuff, and um, the people involved are really great, all three of them. Those main people are, are awesome. Um, but th- this is kind of like watching uh, Freddy 2. I learned afterwards that this is, like, a huge movie for, I guess, specifically the drag queen community. The oh. uh, drag queens love to dress up like these two characters, the two main women, um, and and all the horror glory as well, I guess. Uh, the horror mm. and the horror. And, uh, hey. yeah, and it just seemed, like, really fun that that was embraced by it. I would love to go to, like, a drag show where they, like, did a show based on that movie. Apparently that happens, mm-hmm. and I thought, that sounds amazing. The movie is okay. It, if you haven't seen it, I'd certainly check it out just to check it out. But uh, it, it doesn't, you know, it's not like something to write home about, basically. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, what else you got, man? Well, when did that movie come out? I think was like, that in the 90s? I think, like, 92. Interesting, because my next category is 90s horror. Oh, please. So I do have some like other 90s horror like sprinkled throughout my list, but uh, here, here are the ones that I want to focus on, right? So Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the <gasps> 1992 film. Hell yeah, what'd you think? Never seen it. Oh never my God. seen it. Uh, I've only seen like maybe the first three seasons of the TV show. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I just never kept up with it. And my, my wife eventually just, she's like, well, I'm not going to wait for you to finish watching the show. And she watched it. She fucking watched it without me. Wow. Uh, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm not You're even not even better. No, I'm not therapy about it. Yeah. Even a little bit. Um, but uh, it stars uh, Christy Swanson as the titular Buffy. Luke Perry's in it as well. Hell yeah. He plays her boyfriend. Donald Sutherland is like the yep. old man who mentors her. Have you seen this movie? Oh, absolutely. I've seen this Have movie you really? okay. many times, Brent. Wow. Many Have times. you ever seen the TV show? I've never seen a single episode fully of the TV show, <laughs> which I hear is great. But I yeah. love this movie. So, really? Oh, okay. I love so, the, this movie. the movie seems like quasi low budget it's a a little bit schlocky i think Mm. Uh, it's a a, a bit camp and it's so funny to see uh david arquette right in his first roles yeah he's super young pre-scream right version of uh like he did this movie plays a vampire and he's like i wonder if i could be a dipshit sheriff for a long time (laughs) and he could okay he did okay (laughs) he did it it's very proud of him it's got Uh, the next karate kid isn't it that's true. Yeah, yeah, very true. And uh, a cameo appearance by Ben Affleck as basketball player. Oh my God, Ben Affleck is in it. PB Herman's in it. <laughs> yeah, everybody's. In it's that wild, movie. man. PB yeah. Herman looking wild in this fucking it's, movie. That was the only thing I've ever seen that he's not PB Herman, and it's so fucking weird. I love it. There's this. I still do this to this day where he's like, oh, oh, oh yeah. you got me when he's like stabbing the oh, stick. Yeah. Oh my God, I do that all the time. Then they bring it back in the outtakes where right. he, he, he like, like extends that further. <laughs> That's pretty. Funny. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Yeah. So uh, I had fun with it. It's definitely not as good as the TV show right. to me. Um, but I can see where some of the building blocks were were placed in there. Mainly, there's a blonde cheerleader in high school who kills vampires. Uh, whenever the vampires get staked in the the movie, they just kind of like grab their chest to fall over. Mm-hmm. So the the prop uh, stake doesn't Cheap. fall. Uh, well, yeah, uh, but uh, Christy Swanson, holy shit. That's the thing. She's so hot. She is a movie. conservative wacko now, uh, I know. unfortunately, but I know. that was part of why I watched the movie so much. I had a huge crush on her growing up. She was one of my favorites. Oh my yeah. Steven, I still would, you know? Oh, you know wow. Okay. Well, I guess, you know. You're not going to pass that up. Yeah. I'm you know who like, else? You know. Luke Perry. Mm-hmm. And even though he passed, mm-hmm. I still would. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that dude's hot. He's wearing that soul patch. Let's see if he still has his soul intact. Oh my you know god! Oh god! Wow! Look at um, you. Another movie I watched is this is something that my wife 
prompted me on. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were scrolling through Peacock since we had resubscribed so I could watch Halloween Ends and be thrilled to it. Um, (laughs) We watched Crush, I'm sorry, The Crush from 1993 Mm -hmm. stars Alicia Silverstone, Carrie Elwes. Mm -hmm. Is that how you pronounce his last name? That's great. and this movie is fucking yucky. I don't <laughs> like it. It's uh, Alicia Silverstone is a fucking child. She yeah, has a crush on this young. adult man. Ugh. And he's just, he's not even, I don't even get the sense that he's, like, she's on his radar right. at any point other than, like, I'm living above your uh, parents' garage or whatever the fuck. Leave me the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, trying to live my adult-ass life out here. And uh, she won't leave him alone. And she, it's... Gross. It's I, gross. This is not. There. No. Okay. We have a neighbor girl uh, who comes over and she just like she borrows like sugar kind of stuff or whatever. She and her mom mm-hmm. are, are are just like cool with us, whatever. But she'll come over, mm-hmm. and Amanda sometimes will make a joke about her like having a crush on me. And I I specifically always tell Amanda when I've talked to this girl, I tell her like <laughs> I make sure the door stays open, like I don't invite her inside. Like I have Here's all these talked rules, about. right, right. And yeah. I, I I mentioned that you watched that recently because you said something about a Brandy wa- making you watch it because mm-hmm. I was like this is totally a movie. Brandy, your wife, that grew up watching it. Yeah. I, would, I grew up <laughs> watching that we should not have right. But I yeah. watched the movie a lot and I'm like nope, do not trust teenage girls. Nope. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, mm. for sure, man. I'm with you. I remember that movie that came out when I was like eight years old, though. Like I had a huge Alicia Silverstone crush as well. Uh, so that movie I thought was just like a great thriller. But I feel like I haven't seen it in like a decade still. And the last time I watched it, it already mm-hmm. was like, I this is fucking gross. Like you said, it's it, just yeah. so weird to watch her. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It it yeah, it's uncomfortable. Like I understand, like it came out in a specific era, but right, I've moved, a, moved on from that. Is so. it a Weinstein movie? That. It feels like a Weinstein movie, doesn't it? That's probably yeah. I don't know, but the, it does feel that way. <laughs> from the mind of you, fucking know. <laughs> you guys fucking know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, the I director of Flipper. Interesting. <laughs> No kidding. You know, I, I was watching this. I was like, I feel like there's something dolphin related <laughs> that could be coming up. Who would have thought, wonder, you know, I was like, I wonder if they're doing that on porpoise. <laughs> <laughs> We've really turned this gross subject around, though. You see, this yeah, is you good. know, this is way yeah, it's wholesome now. I also mm-hmm. I do like though this co- this uh, like poster they have for her and the and the title. I still like. Oh, yeah. I liked that. Uh, the crush, the way it's like. I, I don't know, sharpied out sort of. Yeah. Um, I always thought that was and a cool looking title, but yeah. Then there's like movie. a giant full size uh, carousel in the attic of this one house. Yeah, what and the fuck is that about? I don't fucking know, dude. It's just like I guess we have this on set. I really feel like so we yeah, have to use that. That's exactly like the, like somebody allegedly mm-hmm. with a W mm-hmm. last name was like, oh, don't worry, I have an attic with a fucking carousel in it. No reason, yeah. nothing to be scared of here. Uh, let's <laughs> yeah. just put it at the end of this fucking movie, right? Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Don't yeah, even worry weird. about it. Hey, thanks for coming over to my house at 3 a.m. to talk about this movie. I appreciate that. Um, another movie I want to talk about that came out the following year in 1994 was, Steve and I did it, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Oh, excellent. What'd you think? Have you watched this? Not in a while. I've seen it not a few a times okay. in, uh, in the last few years, maybe, but not in a while. Oh, my God. Steven, I want you to rewatch this so badly. Oh. I want you to include this. Like, when you go back and rewatch all the Scream movies, mm-hmm. I want you to put this before the first Scream. Okay. And th- oh. So okay, the, well, you was, mean this week when I rewatch damn, that was Scream? Easy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, because I'm in the middle yeah. of Scream 4 right now, so I'll just go back <laughs> and I'll add this again. Okay, cool. Yeah. Got it. Got it. You have to hit rewind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Be kind. Uh, Rewind. Be kind. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it, it's for people who don't know, this is like a meta version of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Uh, it takes place in our world, quote unquote. Uh, so Heather Lingenkamp, uh, who plays Nancy in the first movie and the, the third one, she just plays herself or a version of herself in this movie. Robert England is... Uh, himself in the movie for the most part. I believe he plays the Freddy Krueger demon monster fella guy Mm -hmm. in this movie as well. And then Wes Craven uh, acts in this movie. I know, right? Yeah. And (laughs) he does a lot of like teeth acting and eyebrow acting. Mm -hmm. Uh, He does a lot of eyebrow acting. You just did it. And I was like, I transported myself to his living room in that movie. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. I just, I just don't even know. You have his essence. Yeah. (laughs) And I won't give it back. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I liked it. I, I didn't love it. Um, Freddy mm. is still not Freddy in this. Uh, and he, he doesn't have his like pitch down voice, bitch. No. He's just like, Hey, I'm Freddy Claus. Um, I kind of like his, his, uh, his updated look in this movie, but I don't know. I, I kind of just like Freddy classic. I feel like they nailed the design in the, the first movie. Mm. Freddy classic. Part. Freddy classic. They tried to go with new Freddy. Didn't work. Yeah. Oh, Pub- give me the old formula, guy. Public wasn't what sold. What are we doing here? Oh my god. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I liked it. Um, didn't love it. Um, what else? I kind of uh, felt that same yeah. way about it when I rewatched it a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'd yeah. heard like if you like Scream, like two years before that, he did it with his own series that mm-hmm. he created and stuff. And it's it is pretty wild. I don't think it's as I don't know. I don't have as much of an affection for it obviously as I do a scream, but even like as mm-hmm. nightmare on Elm street one or anything, um, it's a cool concept, but I feel like it's not fully ripe or something. There's something about it. That's just a little yeah. off that I don't really feel like they nailed it. Like they did with scream. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that is, but it's a cool experiment for sure. And it has one of my favorite, most memorable deaths that harkens back to an original death, uh, with like the nanny. I don't want to like spoil too much with it, but, uh, she's like, friend Drescher. <laughs> she okay. <laughs> You sounded so concerned. <laughs> the look of fear in your eyes. <laughs> it's eyebrow acting, baby. Oh my god. There's like a Going blonde through. girl in this. Again, it's been mm-hmm. a few years since I've seen it. Uh, There's like a hospital yeah. scene. Her her death is like fucks me up. I love it. Um, oh yeah. Because yeah. the way they play it out with the the little kid involved that always like you know amps up horror and mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, but yeah, I remember liking it enough, but not loving it like you said, kind of. You know, those first three Nightmare on Elm Street movies that we watch, they're all about an hour and a half. This movie is closer to like an hour 52. So it it definitely felt longer mm. outside of, you know, that just being the reality of right, it right. and have how time works. But uh, it, it seemed like all the scenes in the movie were interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So it still felt like it had a good pace to it. So I appreciated that. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know. I wanted Freddy to crack some jokes, kind of, and uh, gotcha. it wasn't quite there. But, um, yeah, overall, I, I thought it was a cool idea. I think mm-hmm. it would work better as a Scream prequel than a um, button on the Friday the 13th well, franchise. Because we all know it has the perfect button called Freddy versus Jason. And yeah. <laughs> we already got that, so we don't we need to We already got it. Yeah. That's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, how come it's not quite, you know, this is before I watched New Nightmare. I was like, how come Freddy isn't what he becomes? And he's just like iconic. And, oh, I'm just thinking of him from when I know him best, which is Freddy versus Jason. Right. And I, that's how I feel about Jason as well. I was like, oh, this is the iconic moment. And I don't know. It's probably it's probably some shit like way off from what they do in that movie versus the other ones. I kind of love it, though, that you have your own version of them, you know, yeah. and you have a perfect yeah. version of them in your head. And that's that's great. 
Um, it is. That's right. So, Surrounded by El Nino on the soundtrack. Exactly. I really hope Man. that uh, coming out of your Crystal Lake Jason shirt right now just pops mm-hmm. Freddy. I hope that just makes your dreams yeah. come through and he just pops into your chest right now. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I was staring. He never came. He didn't. Uh, and then the the final thing in the realm of the 90s, uh, this movie didn't come out in the 90s, but it does have a 90 in the title. It's VHS 94, oh. a Shudder original film. It's <clears> a <throat> anthology movie. I haven't seen any of the other VHS movies. Right. I understand like the general idea of it. Um, so there are five um, stories overall in the movie. It's uh, There's a framing sequence with a SWAT team that's raiding a warehouse for a, a drug bust. And that kind of gets interspersed between the different stories or whatever. First story involves uh, like a monster in a like sewer system or whatever. And that's where we get Ratma. Hell Ratma, by the Mm -hmm. way. Um, There's also a funeral home story just after that. And those two are my favorite. uh, The Ratma one and the the funeral home one. Um, There's a mad scientist story where he creates hybrid human robot creatures. And that one really fucking dragged on. And it didn't seem like... it didn't have the like filmic aesthetic of a 1994 shot VHS mm. camera like um, film or whatever. Right. Like they, I feel like they could have done a little bit more processing to make it look like it should have. Uh, and then there's a white supremacist group that weaponizes vampires. Oh, and wow. uh, that one was kind of wild as well. Um, that one was okay. But uh, yeah, you know what? It uh, it is what it is. That's a, a cool movie to be able to like. Uh, check in, watch a, a complete story, dip out, you know, mm-hmm. go, um, you know, obviously masturbate, right. uh, come back the next day, come back, watch yeah. the next segment. Yeah. You got yeah, it. Come, yeah. Come <laughs> on your back. The Superman, that hoe, by that hoe, I mean yourself. It's quite the feat. <laughs> Who put this cape on me? <laughs> oh, well, I did it to myself. Your cat's just staring at you like, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that it again? Uh, but yeah, so that's all of my 90s stuff. Man, that's fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. I I was so lost in the Superman that I forgot. What was the last one you just mentioned? VHS 94. VHS 94. I, would, I wanted mm-hmm. to say that I had seen, I think may, maybe all of or maybe most of the first VHS that came out years ago. Um, mm-hmm. there, I always feel like, uh, I think I've seen a little bit of the second one. Um, they're always like, okay. There's like one good story kind of that I like. Um, and yeah. I think when I was listening to the terror table podcast, uh, Mitch and boozy were talking about, I might've been 94 that like the, the SWAT team story, like the overarching storyline, the, the enveloping one or whatever, the encompassing mm-hmm. one is, is, is like always kind of lackluster. You just like want to get to the other stories. So I feel like there's something like there but they're not all that great and i wonder if that's just kind of like anthologies in general but uh yeah. in my fan edit kind of mine r- right now i'm like yeah just put the good ones together and you got yourself a good little tv show but, <laughs> yeah uh, exactly yeah but I, I i almost watched 99 vhs 99 that came on shutter recently and i mm. i just i'm like i didn't have any creative experience with it before i want to go check them out eventually but i'm just like i don't think i'm gonna love any of them and so yeah. uh, there's like so much of those I want to watch, I guess. But uh, I do want to check mm-hmm. them out. So uh, I'm glad that you finally did. So uh, I'm going to check those out. I, I've heard about Rat, Hell Ratma, so I got to check that out at least. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So uh, I had one more little thing I wanted to mention. Uh, a newer one that we watched last night, which was uh, a Netflix movie called There's Someone Inside Your House. And oh. it came out last year. And uh, I hadn't heard much about this movie. I remember it coming out, but I... I liked the like the look of it or whatever i started the movie watched like 25 minutes of it and i thought amanda would like it so we stopped it and watched it together it's got kind of a scream or uh i know you did last summer kind of vibe it's based on a book that also is described that way and i'm I'm curious about that now um it wasn't 
it wasn't great, but I really liked it. There was some really great moments. Uh, it kind of ended lackluster for me a little bit, but I think I would like it. Like I told Amanda, I probably would like it more. It was more well made than like, I know what you did last summer, but I have so much nostalgia with that movie. I watched all the time. Uh, this one I think is like a modern kind of version of that type of story. And, uh, it's essentially like, uh, people get murdered and then their secrets are revealed. Like, um, I don't want to ruin any of them because I didn't know anything about this movie going into it, but the killer basically is attacking people that have secrets and like revealing them to the town. Um, and it's like a teen, teen slasher comedy sort of thing. So, uh, I thought it was really cool. Kevin doesn't know how to use the microwave. You've seen it. Um, <laughs> yeah. poor Kevin though, you know, I don't know what the popcorn setting does. <laughs> Nobody does. It make doesn't make sense to me. Nobody does. I just listen for you count count seconds in between the last pop. <laughs> Even when I use popcorn setting, I do that. So you got to just listen yeah. for the pop. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, you get it. But um, yeah, so there's someone inside your house. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I would check it out. It's on Netflix. Easy, easy peasy. Perfect. Perfect. Steven, uh, this ring light that I have on is blinding me and uh, oh, yeah. my contact lenses are melting to my eyeball. So I'm going to take this down. I Oh, my God. You feel better. Oh yes, you feel like oh you can, my god. I can see it. You're I, like I feel, My my eyes are like focusing. <laughs> oh my god, I can read again. I was trying to read notes earlier, and I was like having to look at one eye. You blinded yourself. Like, yeah. though. You, you don't need oh, to do that with me. science. Yeah. All right, so Stephen, let's talk about slashers. Excellent. And I believe we're going to tag team on one at oh, the end perfect. of this. But uh, I I have a an immense respect and admiration for the whole slasher genre i think it's so fucking cool i love most of the character designs uh and it reminds me of like the inverse of superheroes and that like the coolest looking character isn't your your quote-unquote hero of the story Mm -hmm. it's the the villain um but we are still drawn to them and I'm, i'm just fascinated by the whole aspect of it i wanted to go back and revisit the original slasher which is often credited as uh being in the movie the texas chainsaw massacre from 1974 directed by Toby Hooper and um, uh, has the, the villain Leatherface in oh, it. Oh, yeah. And I really didn't know. Like I remember seeing the one from, was it like 03 mm-hmm. or whatever with Jessica Biel? Right. I haven't rewatched that one uh, yet, but uh, I, I thought, I don't know. I, I guess I don't quite remember. I just assumed Leatherface was just like a dude on his own and mm. he, he was like out there killing people by himself, but it's like a whole hillbilly family. And it's so creepy. Uh, so creepy and it's just like... I don't know. It's it's it seems so sweaty and yep. and grimy. Yep. And um, it's not my favorite. It, it no no. It it definitely feels like a precursor to what uh, slasher movies would become. Mm-hmm. But it's still like I I really appreciate the craft of it. I didn't love the movie, but I I, I appreciate um, all of the hype around it. Right. And I feel like with subsequent watches, now that I know the lay of the land for the story that I'll probably like it more as I go forward with it. Um, but that did lead me to watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, the this time. And also, um, Chainsaw is one word, but yes, this is the one from 2022 and it's directed by, uh, David blue Garcia. My contacts are just blurring all Mm -hmm. over the place again. Um, David blur Garcia. Got it. (laughs) Garcia. He's back at it again. Or is he? I don't know. I can't identify him. But uh, this one is supposed to pick up uh, in the same, like, continuity. Like, you only have to watch the first Texas Chainsaw movie Mm -hmm. in order to watch this one, right? So that's exactly what I did. And um, this one feels a lot more uh, modern, but it still has that, like, grisly feel Mm -hmm. to it. And uh, everything just seems so, like, grimy. And uh, when it's 
when you see characters outside during the day, it just looks like they're going to be sweating immediately right. just from that the Texas heat. Yeah, you know, who you want to dry yourself off with some Texas toast? Okay. Uh, wow, I've never thought about that before, but that actually makes a lot of sense. That's what I thought. It, I thought that's what it was used for. It's butter, baby. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you, my nipples are just filled to the brim with butter. <laughs> I have a lot. I have a lot of under boob sweat. You know, a um, lot of loaves. A lot of oh, loaves. Absolutely. Texas absolutely. Oh, where's Jesus when you need him? Uh, give me your fish. Um, so going back to the, the original one, I did crack up because it does seem like Disco Stew from The Simpsons shows up in that movie. There's a guy that's just got a full on disco costume. Oh, yeah. Got the sunglasses, got the, the white fro and everything. Very, very funny. Nothing like that in the modern movie. But there is a scene where Leatherface gets on a bus full of people that are there, like gathered in the town. A bunch of people with like there for social media purposes or whatever. And they all like raise their smartphones and like live stream him or whatever. And he just goes through and decimates the whole oh, bus like of people. Yeah, I had fun with the movie. I, I don't know what the general consensus about it is, but uh, I thought it was enjoyable. Like it kept me entertained, you know, mm-hmm. so uh yeah i had a good time with it this is interesting it's like uh you're so interesting to me being a new horror fan and then all these new movies coming out that are Mm -hmm. like direct sequels to their original counterparts and you having no other experience with them really so you're getting this in such a different way than a lot of other people yeah Uh, by going just from that first one to this one like i've i've seen also the the o3 one um i think i started the texas chainsaw the beginning which is basically the o3 one but instead of jessica beale it's uh fast and furious uh, chick instead. I can't remember her name right now. Uh, Vin Diesel. Vin, Di- <laughs> Vin Diesel's sister. Paul Walker's girlfriend in that movie. I can't remember her name is. She's like in the uh, Texas Chainsaw the beginning. Came out like in 09 or some shit. Um, Wait, it's it's Vin Diesel's what, sister in the movie? No, like uh, from... Mia? <laughs> yeah, Mia from, from Fast and Furious. What's her name? Um, uh, We're doing great today. This is doing... We, we, uh-huh. uh, well, I typed in Fast and Furious, but I'm pretty sure it's going to get me there. <laughs> It didn't give me the cast, though. Come on. Give me the cast. i got to look up her name now. Uh, Jordana Brewster. Jordana there Brewster is also in yeah. I think I started yeah. that one. It's not very good. Um, mm. I've only seen parts of, like, the Matthew McConaughey and the other, like, sequels and stuff. So um, mm. I'm also kind of in your boat, but you're always in that boat, which is also interesting to me that you get to watch that original and then this, like, new sequel, you know? Yeah, I like that because it, I can only do that once for the most part, you right. know, like what's a, what's the Band-Aids off the Band-Aids right. off. And then I just have like all of this reality of whatever franchise to swim in, um, which kind of brings me to my next thing, which is, Stephen, I've watched Halloween three season of the oh. witch. This is my first uh, non main timeline, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, modern timeline. What, the, what they call it, like uh, H4O for the, right. the modern yeah, Halloween timeline. Mm-hmm. Um so this is the, the first time I've seen anything outside of uh, Halloween 78, Halloween 18, Halloween Kills, and then Halloween Ends. Right. And uh, this movie exists. <laughs> All right. It absolutely exists. It's, it's, it's wild. It's so different. I, you knew it didn't have Michael Myers. We talked about that. I mean, you knew it, I think, anyway, but I, we I, talked about it. I knew it. it was just like a cameo on right. TV of him walking um, downstairs. Yeah. There's a this mosquito truck outside. <laughs> they spray for mosquitoes here. They don't release them. They spray for him. Oh, it's like, but I feel like he might be. They, he's buzzing you on by. Go get yourself a, a scoop of mosquitoes. 
<laughs> it is Texas, man. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I had never watched this movie because it didn't have Michael Myers in it. I always heard it was like terrible, whatever. But it's had this resurgence as this like cult mm-hmm. film, whatever. I discovered it a few years ago, and I love it. I don't know what it is about it. It's so weird. It grows yeah. on you, maybe. I, I really mm-hmm. like Tom Atkins. Um, yeah. That, the, the main doctor that leads that. Um, I love his role. I love how it ends. I don't re- want to spoil everything with it, but um, it's a fucking old movie. But This Halloween ends, too? <laughs> but it's uh, <laughs> blue text credits. Um, <laughs> but I, I love that it's, like, ambiguous and stuff. The the new mm-hmm. score, the the electronified, like, uh, like computer screen graphics of the <laughs> of the uh, the pumpkin in the beginning with like this like the lines yeah. of like on the computer screen I thought was really cool mm-hmm. it's just so different and weird and they had this idea to make the Halloween franchise this like anthology thing it was just going to take mm-hmm. place on Halloween with different stories and if it did do that Michael mm-hmm. Myers is pretty cool and this is pretty cool and like I would have loved to have seen that reality but I also love Michael Myers and I love Halloween as it is with him so it's mm-hmm. like this weird offshoot but I really love it, and I love that the new movies have uh, you've gotten to see at least now some of those things, like the the witch face. Yeah. You know about some of those, I guess, but the yeah. masks and stuff. But it's cool that they uh, you know did some homages to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the masks, uh, the way they designed those quite a bit, and it was there was like an overall sense of eeriness right. amongst the or throughout the movie because you've got these little like. Uh, the guys in the suits that hop out and and right. try to wrestle this guy and light themselves this guy on fire like and a, shit. It's crazy. He's like a fifty-eight-year-old man pretending that he's a thirty-two-year-old <laughs> man who has sex with like a nineteen-year-old woman. It's uh, yep. it's wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna say though, <laughs> living the dream. Honestly, uh, what, as I rewatched these movies because I also rewatched this one after uh, Halloween ends and Halloween mm-hmm. three. Uh, that relationship between this doctor and this young girl. And at one point she calls him by his, I I forgot his his character name is. She calls him like doctor, whatever, when they're like about to kiss. And we had Mm -hmm. made fun of that in in Halloween ends. There's a scene. And I was like, they're doing a callback. That's what I suspected was there was a lot of callbacks. We just didn't understand. And even though Mm -hmm. I knew this movie, I never, I never called that one, but I was like, well, there's Mm -hmm. a precedence for a young girl Mm -hmm. with a doctor and calling him doctor whatever you know dr tacos <laughs> dr tacos i'm pretty sure that was it i'm pretty yeah. sure that was it yeah well okay so yes nurse burrito <laughs> nurse burrito is off tonight i'm nurse queso <laughs> what can i do for you doctor yeah <laughs> Would you like to dance? I suppose so. I suppose I could be persuaded to do such a thing. What dance shall we do? Mm, I don't know. I was thinking. Looks directly in the barrel of the camera. Salsa. <laughs> wow, we've gotten loopy. I love it. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, this is good. Okay. Can we take a quick break I, so I can get some yeah. water and stuff? Absolutely. All right. Uh, this is really fun. Uh, and so I'm going to do a bunch of Halloween shit, and then you have some other stuff to fill, like to, to finish out. Is that right? Oh, I've got I've got so much more. <laughs> got so much. <laughs> okay, let's take a break then. Let me get some more. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, like you said, we both rewatched, or I, I guess I rewatched Halloween three season of the witch, and you had watched it. Um, I knew I were I wanted to watch that one after watching Halloween ends. 
I, I basically rewatched. I watched Halloween Ends. It was so interesting that it made me really want to like rewatch more of the series. I started Halloween 2018. I started Halloween Kills. I wasn't watching them in a row. I kind of skipped around. I was writing notes down, uh, just trying to get my bearings about what happened in Halloween Ends. And mm-hmm. then we had talked about that with Amanda and everything about uh, the weirdness of that movie and and it being divisive for sure. And I wondered things uh, for for one. Uh, I guess two things overall. For one where would I put that movie in the pantheon of Halloween movies? I'd mentioned to you guys like, welcome to the Halloween fandom. You're going to get disappointed by a sequel. That's like, that's part <laughs> right, of it. Yeah. That's actually a welcoming part of it. Uh, it's yeah, just, you got jumped into the gang, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and welcome. Uh, and then the other part was like, they probably made some mention of, uh, either re- rehash some storylines or ideas or something, you know, mentioned some things that, uh, maybe we missed because we didn't know the other sequels. So, uh, I started writing down notes and then once I started watching those, I, I, realized i wanted more of it so i watched halloween 3 and then i put on halloween 4 uh the return of michael myers i put on halloween 5 the revenge of michael myers and halloween 6 the curse of michael myers and what i found my little notes about those was that there are things in halloween kills and halloween ends that were homages in halloween 2018 there were homages to things in the rest of the series that i didn't know about we obviously mentioned the like jason 5 sort of uh copycat killer and stuff but there are Mm -hmm. other versions of that sort of within the the through lines of this so i don't want to spoil a ton of them but also these are really old movies and they're not even well thought of as you know most of the uh, other halloween sequels and stuff but in halloween 4 it has a, a town going crazy and hunting Michael. So that was really reminiscent of Kills, which was pretty okay. cool to see. Yeah. Um, it also has a pretty cool ending where uh, they they lead into like a potential another like killer, another child killer. Uh, that was really interesting. Uh, wearing like a clown costume and everything. And uh, it was pretty neat. <gasps> Pennywise. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He looked he was pretty nice, though. He's a child. So he's nice. Um, mm. And tell and, and uh, Halloween five. There's like a telepathic link between this little kid and Michael. Um, she mm. is his niece. She's supposed to be in this timeline version of things. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character has died in a car accident, but she had a child. Now it's like, it's like Michael's nephew, Michael's niece. And then, uh, mm. and then, so she like grows up and he realizes he has a niece and he comes after her. It's, it's still the family angle, but Jamie Lee Curtis wouldn't come back because she was like a star by then. Right. Uh, mm. after those movies, she became a huge star in the eighties. So she didn't do those. Um, in part six, that's the one with Paul Rudd, uh, where he plays oh, Tommy yeah. Doyle. So that was interesting to see another take oh. on Tommy, who comes in and uh, play in Halloween Kills um, mm. in a whole different way. Uh, this is one of Paul Rudd's first roles. This came out, um, he filmed it like right around Clueless, but that's the movie that kind of made him, I guess, first. And uh, mm. this one came out first. Um, this also introduces the Cult of Thorn, which was a whole different take. Mm. They kind of introduced that in five. Um, but part of that is there is a, uh, a doctor involved of Michael's who turns out to be part of the cult of Thorn. So they even had the doctor who's like trying to help Michael aspect and Halloween kills that people really hated so much was already part mm-hmm. of the lore as well. Um, so I brought this all up to my wife, Amanda, as I watched these and she was like, yeah, but those were all shitty. Why would they remake those parts? They're all shitty. Everybody knows that. <laughs> and uh, my response to that is twofold. Uh, you a lot of remakes do remake things that are nice and people like but they were already nice and people like them why would you remake that you should remake things Mm -hmm. that had good concepts that people didn't really take to like the blob 1988 is a great remake of the blob 1958 because people don't really like that movie it's not that great it might be good Mm -hmm. for its time but even then it wasn't like that lauded as like other movies were um they Mm -hmm. they improved on it it was a great concept they improved on it right that's a great way to do a remake for sure um so in my in my eyes like yeah take some of the good stuff from these movies there were there were good 
autumn vibes in some of them especially halloween 4 the opening sequence people really laud for being like a really cool fall like it's more like farm town than like uh suburban i guess but it's it's cool looking um and then they have some cool kills here and there the michaels in these movies is terrible they're he's terrible his masks are terrible (laughs) he looks fucking silly he's way more mindless like jason it just doesn't it's not as much fun Uh, but they have some good moments they have some good characters um uh and and i like some people in them you know like paul rudd is one example there's some other people as well that show up that are kind of fun um so then i went into halloween h2o which uh, i know and love so much yeah. uh, i'm super excited for you eventually to i guess next year maybe or whenever you want to 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 watch halloween halloween 2 and then halloween h2o as a series um because that's my okay. that, one of my favorite trilogies of it i guess um where it's still like he's uh the brother of uh you know jamie lee curtis and everything Mm-hmm. Then I watched uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, wow. Okay. I've seen parts of this. I had mentioned it a while ago. I tried to watch it. The beginning of it especially, it's so, like you said with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they're so grimy and dirty. They're All of his movies, I, I've tried to watch a few of them. I can't get into them. Even the trailers I hate, the posters I hate. I just can't get into his aesthetic. I was really curious, and Amanda had wanted, wanted this as well. Are you into any of Rob Zombie's music? Do you like him in general? Do you know any of his other movies and stuff? I mean, I like when he digs through the ditches and burns through the witches. I like that too. Uh, you know, that's, that's fun. Drag you lat. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I I do like that song. Um, some of his music is okay. I liked his stuff in white zombie when he was in that band. Gotcha. But some of his more like psychedelic, um, like rockabilly esque, Mm. um, music isn't really, for me not right. my cuppa which is fine um right i i remember when uh house of a thousand corpses was coming out and people were hyped for it and i thought it was cool because like i you know like some of his his music video stuff looks okay i love that one fucking tide commercial he directed <laughs> oh my god it's incredible <laughs> but uh <laughs> that's a real thing but it's a real, it's thing, a real thing believe it or not you can look it up on youtube but uh but yeah, like I, I, I don't know. There's something about his like visual sense that right. doesn't necessarily appeal to me. I was just talking to my friend Ross about this on Nudist Colony, mm-hmm. and he said that he likes uh, some of those movies. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I think it, it's a very specific taste. Like, right. I, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty open to consuming horror of all types, but I, I feel like I would definitely have to be in a specific mood mm-hmm. for that because um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like a. Uh, uh, a kinship with Michael Myers mm. at this point, you know, like I, I feel like I've, uh, I've, you know, uh, you dug through the ditches a, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was trying to I remember that joke I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's right. exactly what I meant, and um, yeah, I, I feel a little bit protective of Michael Myers. You have a version point, of him. That's what I love so yeah, much about very specific. you. Right. You have this specific version of him from the first one to the new ones. And I love that. And I'm so curious for you to go live through some of the other versions of Michael Mm -hmm. uh, and see what you think. Like when we were watching H2O, Amanda and I are like split 50-50. We have no clue what you're going to think of it. You might totally fucking hate it. You might be Mm -hmm. like, this is kind of cool. I don't know. Like you, I I don't think you're going to love it necessarily, but Mm -hmm. um, I'm so curious, right? Because it's such a different version of the Michael you know. Um, yeah. and I love the Michael, you know, cause I love the new series so much, you know, ends even for me still hit mm-hmm. or miss, but, uh, Halloween and Halloween kills Halloween in 2018 and Halloween kills. I think that's a great, 
you know, version. I'm really looking forward to Michael Myers' new podcast, The Michael You Know. Uh, we finally <laughs> get to just like break out the microphone, get real. We don't ever hear his he, voice. He he's a bit like Silent right. Bob, you know, where like in the movies he doesn't talk, but you know, he's a big fucking chatterbox. Oh, that's the uh, thing. Like in you, real life. You expect, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious about that. Uh, when you when you do, I think it's good for any Halloween fan to watch all of these. Uh, I had seen yeah. four, five, and six at one point. I don't remember a lot about them from before. I'm glad I watched them now. Um, I, I'd seen Resurrection like when it came out. Um, I started Halloween. Amanda said she had seen Rob Zombie's Halloween, but I don't remember it. But um, I'd never seen <laughs> she his. She was just Halloween trying to too. get out of it. <laughs> right. it's like, I, I've seen this yeah, one. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, so yeah. I watched his uh, his his Halloween is. Um, uh, basically a retelling of the, of the story. It's recast, you know, Laurie Strode, all that stuff mm-hmm. is the same. There's still, uh, um, same people involved and stuff, but it goes a lot more into Michael's childhood. Like the first third of the movie is like Michael's still a kid and he's being like investigated or like, you know, researched by Loomis and stuff. So that was, it opened up a lot, but I didn't like where they went with it. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't like where his story went. I don't like the, he does a lot of close-ups. Um, he does a lot of, everything just seems dingy. I told Amanda, like, there's nothing wrong with like a trailer park or like living in a trailer, but there is like a mentality of like disgusting white trash, like trailerville sort of thing, mm-hmm. hillbilly type of whatever. And his movies seem to be populated the entire world over by those types of people. <laughs> where it's like these over the top like caricatures of like destitute people that are just like disgusting and it's just like it just comes it just rubs me the wrong way i just don't like them so i knew it wasn't really going to be my thing but it was kind of interesting to do really realize that uh his halloween so you, you mm, would say uh drag you nah drag, yeah i would say a mm, mm, drag you no to be honest <laughs> to be honest <laughs> what's that i got a rumble in the engine no you know <laughs> so that's where i land on that um sure uh, so then i i i needed to watch halloween resurrection which i was dreading because i knew it would be terrible and then his halloween okay. 2 my, rob zombie's halloween 2 would be my last two i watched them concurrently i flipped back and forth and that's a weird fucking thing to do weird double Wait, feature between between which two movies? Halloween Resurrection and, and Rob okay. Zombie's Halloween 2. Uh, wow. I knew that his Halloween 2 was uh, his his version. It's like his first movie is like a remake. His second one is like where he wants to take the story. I knew it was kind of weird. I also knew that he has director's cuts of both of his movies and they're kind of hit or miss. But uh, the second one is like 13 minutes longer and I didn't want to live any more in his world. I hear his director's cut is way better. Oh my though. God. 13 minutes longer. That's the most unlucky amount of time you could add to a movie. I feel like it would be very unlucky to watch it. Too much for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was even worse. Uh, I feel like his Halloween 2 was a terrible movie, and I would love to talk to someone who likes that movie. I don't know if like mm-hmm. our boys over at Terror Table or Area International, what they think about these movies, but uh, I've never really talked to anybody about a lot of these other sequels in Halloween, so I'm super mm-hmm. curious to really talk to some friends about them, but uh, I did not like this movie. I might eventually try to watch his director's cut, but it's going to take me fucking years to get over this. Like, I just hated it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Resurrection was even fucking worse. It is so wow. terrible because it's not even a Michael Myers movie. It's essentially a found footage film. It's like Buster Rhymes oh, really? and, and Tyra Banks uh, run, mm. as far as I can tell, a radio show. I don't know. With an internet. Uh, it's like turn of the century. Like two, It was made in like 2001 or two. Um, they do a lot of like IMing and weird, like it looked like the net with Sandra Bullock. Like it was so like in your <laughs> face, like the internet's brand new and they were like, they're streaming. It's like, 
they're like, I need to log into the internet. And they push a floppy disk right. inside of a computer right. tower. Exactly. We're there. <laughs> I need to look something up. Uh, let me get on my eight disk encyclopedia, encyclopedia Britannica. You know, like, yeah, yeah. you got to go through the whole thing. Um, yeah. It's, it's How many CDs bad. do you have in that CD wallet? <laughs> so many. It's really so bad. Many, um, yeah. it basically, the conceit is... They set up in Michael Myers' house. He has escaped from Halloween H2O. There's like a whole thing with that. Lori also, and I think she she gets done dirty in this one. She didn't want to be a part of it anymore, Jamie Lee Curtis. She's like, uh, you got to kill me off right away. And they do, and it's it's stupid, and I hate it. Uh, and basically, Michael wins, right? And then it's the rest of the movie. And the rest of the movie is about these dumb shits who go stay the night in Michael Myers' house on Halloween where they put cameras everywhere, including on their own bodies, so like you can like flip through them. Um, and the entire conceit is essentially Tyra Banks is watching this bank of monitors of all the cameras. And if there's a murder, she I, she just looks. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. A what? Of monitors? I know. Tyra Banks wow. watches a bank of Very cameras. Very on the nose. And wow. she just kind of like looks away. And that's when a murder happens. Like if there's cameras all around when a murder is going to happen, the only way to let the murder happen with no one knowing is for someone just to not be in the room or watching the camera at the time. So they're just like, mm-hmm. oh, there's something on the floor. And she just like picks something up and there's a murder. And she just doesn't see the entire murder because wow. what I, it's so dumb and it doesn't even feel like my goal. And it's just like, uh, I don't know, uh, made me feel like it was really like a, a, a last ditch effort to make some money, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that I really hated. So uh, to yeah. round this all out, uh, I'm going to say my my final rankings for, yeah. for all these movies, because part of the point of this was where does Halloween ends fit into there? We had talked about you and Amanda said it was, you know, not a great movie and. I was like, there are so many worse movies in this franchise. (laughs) I needed to kind of know for myself where I would rank it. Uh, Amanda, to her credit as well, uh, going back to her saying that, like, why would you remake all these shitty things that people didn't like in the other movies? Uh, She still stands by her point, which I definitely agree with. She was like, this new, these new three movies uh, that David Gordon Green put out, um, they were supposed to be better, right? The first two were better, and the third one is such a disappointment to her it's that's what it was it's like within this quadrilogy that it really Mm -hmm. disappointed her and she's like i don't care that the rest of them were bad as well i don't want a bad one i want a good one obviously so very much your Mm -hmm. point i get that uh i still like ends for what it is uh and i'm still working with that but here's my ranking at the very end of the list number 13 halloween resurrection rob zombies halloween 2 rob zombies halloween then Halloween 6, 5, and 4, I think, go in a row. Paul Rudd, I thought he might be able to, to breach 5 a little bit like that, but really, they're kind of all hit or miss. Uh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. 4 is probably the best of them. Uh, then I would put Halloween ends. So I've gone 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, five different, no, 6 different movies that are worse, I feel, in this franchise than Halloween ends. It's very sure. middle of the road, you know? Okay. Uh, yeah. Then I got Halloween, the original Halloween 2. Then Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Then Halloween mm-hmm. Kills. Halloween 2018. Halloween H2O. And then the original wow. Halloween. I feel like that's a controversial one. Amanda guests are wondered about that as well. But I feel like H2O for me is better than 2018. Uh, I have a lot of nostalgia and a lot of love for that movie. Sure. Uh, yeah. But I still love Kills in, in 2018, I think, are fucking stellar movies. But I put mm-hmm. Halloween 3 is like my fifth favorite of the whole series. That's incredible. So yeah. there you go. Do with that what you will. And uh, I feel like I'm Halloweened out. Woo. <laughs> Just in time for Halloween. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. 
All right. Just a few days from now. Oh my God. So, so exciting. So bring us home. That's all I got today, Brent, but I'm so curious what else you got. You've been holding all this in for so long. Oh my God. Please just let oh it all spill out. I'm just about to relax my hole and just let it all flow right out yep. of me. Um, okay. So I'm, I want to do my, my next chunk of movies are fun horror movies uh, and like fun in, in quotes, right? Yeah. I think you'll get it as we go along here. So uh, I'm going to go to 2001. For the movie Joyride, starring Paul Walker, oh, Steve Zahn, yeah. and Lili Sobieski. Um, it's a, a truck-driving slasher movie, kind of. Uh, yeah. It's like if, uh, if someone could fight a car with a truck, Ooh, I like that. and it was a, a horror movie, it would be this. Candy cane. That famous line uttered by uh, Buffalo Bill. Is that right? Yeah, it's the same dude. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So... Uh, I like it. It's a fun movie. This was yeah. the first movie I ever saw with the commentary. I remember renting it from Blockbuster on DVD. I watched the entire movie, and I went back to the special features. I saw commentary. I was like, ooh, what that is? And then I watched the entire movie. Wow. Immediately all over again with this commentary movie? on it. Yeah. <laughs> this was the one. I was like, oh, this is interesting. There's little factoids did it, in there for me. Did it so. have J.J. in it? J.J. Abrams wrote this movie. Uh, I know. I, so. I think I think it was like the uh, the director. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I always found that interesting. It was like before he became a big hit. It was like before Alias, before all that stuff. And uh, I like this movie. You mentioned this one, and Amanda and I watched this one as well. We we haven't watched it in a while, but we used mm-hmm. to be big Steve Zahn fans from that era. And then oh, yeah. uh, Paul Walker's great in it. Lee Sobieski's great in it. Like mm-hmm. I like that movie. It's fun. Yeah, it really is. And that DVD uh, has like yeah. three different alternate endings. And I, that was the thing watching it streaming. I was like, man, I'm missing mm-hmm. all the alternate stuff on there. They had a lot of good stuff on that DVD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next movie I watched was a movie you had recommended, which was from 2017, Tragedy Girls. Oh, yeah. Starring Alexandra Ship, Brianna Hildebrand, Josh Hutcherson, Jack Quaid, and Craig Robinson. And uh, this was another fun movie. Uh, you know, obviously, like, Alexandra Ship is like definitely my speed. Right. Uh, but overall, I like the cast in general. Like mm-hmm. everybody was having a good time, is fun. Uh, but mainly, the thing that drew me to the movie was the theme of friendship. You know? Oh yeah. I was just like, ah, oh, God, this is me and Stephen. I'll be the <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> the quote unquote ethnic one. <laughs> Stephen will be the white one with a short pixie cut. Of course, wow, of course. Really fit those bones. <laughs> just wearing these cheerleading outfits. We're both you know, it's great. That's great. Yeah, Man. of course. Uh, but yeah, it was a good time. I, I look forward to maybe watching this one uh, next year as well. Right uh, yeah, it's I'm fun, just right? trying to get a, a good basis of movies that it can be go-to horror totally. movies. You know, something to just throw on for fun. Um, kind of like I do with um, uh, The Cabin in the Woods or something yeah. like that. You know, it's something that's like, uh, you don't have to think a whole lot, but you're entertained throughout the entirety of it. Yeah. And uh, I just really like how proactive these girls were with uh, capturing that that slasher at the beginning of the movie. It was... Uh, it was cool. It's a cool I, concept. I didn't expect yeah. That at the beginning. Yeah, it really is. Uh, another movie I watched was from this year, 2022, the year of our Lord, Carl, uh, is a movie called Day Shift, starring oh, Jamie yeah. Foxx, Dave Franco, Snoop Dogg, and Megan Good. And in this movie, uh, Jimmy Foxx is a, a vampire hunter, and he's he's doing it for the money. Uh, his kid, or his he and his his wife are separated. She's getting ready to, for budgetary reasons, getting ready to move out of the state of California. And he's like, "No, nah, just give me till like Monday, so I can find some extra money to resolve the issues that we're having." Uh, and then, yeah, there's a whole whole bonanza of things that happen. Dave Franco works at the vampire killing office, but he's like an accountant mm-hmm. essentially and he has to like go out to the field with jamie fox and they're it's kind of like a cool like buddy comedy 
uh, movie in that way. Uh, still kind of just okay. okay. It's not one I would like urge people to go out and uh, and queue up on Netflix. But for what it was, I had fun with it. There's some fucking kick-ass action scenes in it, though. I've like whoever did things. the choreography for that yeah. uh, did a great job. Uh, so I, I like that part of it. But still, maybe it's just a, a, a bit too long or whatever. But um yeah look it's on netflix it's if you have a netflix subscription then you can just like watch this shit there you, you know? go i mean i was gonna say you're like i would encourage you to go out and put it on your queue like yeah i <laughs> <laughs> don't think you have to like rush to do right. but uh you know if, if you just want to throw something uh, a little spooky yeah, on for yeah. fun uh this is a, a good one to do and then uh i'd be remiss if i didn't mention werewolf by night on disney oh plus God, directed yeah. by michael giacchino i watched that as well Garcia. Did you really? You okay. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, starring uh, Gail Garcia Bernal and then Laura Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone. Fucking Elsa Bloodstone, dude. She doesn't look like the character uh, in the comics. Oh, I didn't know. God damn it, she's got, she's got the personality, and I'm here for it. I right. fucking love that actress. I, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything, but she fucking oh, killed it. Oh, she was it. great. Loved yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I did think the, the werewolf looked a little bit corny, but I was like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I understand what they were going for. You know, it wasn't just like a, a CGI <laughs> monster or whatever. Right. Um, but there was a CGI monster, and because man things in this bitch, and I fucking <laughs> loved it. They call him Ted. Uh, he, he's got like the, you know, he's he's the, the you know, swamp thing looking creature. I wondered about that. I knew people talked about this having like a cameo or like, you know, a character mm-hmm. that people knew or whatever. I didn't know what was going on. I, I really enjoyed yeah. it. It had a really cool feeling to it. Uh, Cargill, uh, who I mentioned online, he's like a writer and stuff. He he had said this was like Marvel doing like a 30s horror film by way of the 70s. And I, I oh, wonder what that okay. meant. And was that like a man thing kind of reference or like the gore? Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. It was cool, mm-hmm. though. Uh, yeah, Man Thing is a character from the the seventies. He actually gotcha. predates he, he actually <laughs> predates Swamp Thing by like a month or something oh, like wow. that. Uh, so it's like uh, he beat DC Comics to the punch nice. on that one. Um, but yeah, this is the first MCU special, and I like the little like opening Me logo too. they had, where it's like the the Technicolor looking thing, mostly black and white. This movie, there's some uh, s- some sprinkles of red glowing uh, yeah. glow. Oh yeah. In the movie. And then at the very end, it, it switches to color. But yeah, man, I really had fun with this. I, I hope they continue to do these specials going forward because oh, this is like the perfect version of this. Like, I don't know a lot of people are lining up for a to, to buy a ticket for Werewolf by Night, but as a special on yeah. Disney Plus, this absolutely fucking works. Super cool and uh, directed by Michael Giacchino, who is like a composer uh, generally, and I, he's mm-hmm. one of my favorite modern composers. And like the fact that he made this, like, I'm so and like impressed and uh looking forward to whatever he might do next and these specials are really cool like you said mm-hmm. absolutely uh the next level of horror stuff i want to discuss is elevated horror mm-hmm. all right first movie called elevator first movie i want to talk about is green room from 2015 oh, it's okay. not a traditional horror movie but it's uh it, it freaked me it out fucking uh, horrific yeah, Anton Yelchin, uh, Aaliyah Shawkat, Imogen Poots, the greatest last name in Hollywood <laughs> presently, and then Patrick Stewart. Um, and uh, in this movie, a punk band plays a bar owned by neo-Nazis and have to fight their way out of it. And uh, as a brown person, anytime I see shit like this, uh, my I just my entire body puckers. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was growing up in a small town in northeast Oklahoma, my grandmother lived uh, just up the street 
uh, just up the road. We didn't have street. We couldn't afford streets. <laughs> uh, just up the road from some uh, clan members, and I don't mean Wu Tang, Stephen. Oh, uh, th- these uh, like the the news, uh, the local news, like came out to interview my family because they oh, were wow. like, "What's it like to live near them?" It's like, well, not good. I mean, it's not. It's mostly bad. They do have sugar when we ask for it, but they also <laughs> scream at our black friends. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Neighbors, um, what are you gonna do? Oh man! Wow, that's uh, wild. But yeah, th- th- that. this this movie was was uncomfortable. Oh my god! Uh, but like in ugh. a good way because yeah. like ah, we all just want to see Nazis get it in the end, you know? I fuck them up. Who cares? I thought about them the other day because there's so much. Uh, you thought about Nazis? Well, there's a lot of anti-Semitism right now. Yay! Not not yay like nay, but exactly. But Kanye. Uh, and so there's a lot in the in the world right now talking about that. And I thought because there's a song they sing when they realize it's like a they booked this like punk band is booked a neo Nazi oh, yeah. club. There's a song they sing and I think it's like called like Nazi punks fuck off or something. Yeah, or like, fuck you Nazi punks fuck off. And I love that they play it. It's so bold. And then when when you do and what happens in that movie, it is fucking terrifying. It is one of the most horrific mm-hmm. movies I've ever seen. Uh, and I can't get mm-hmm. myself to watch it again. It was it was captivating, and I I just can't go back to it because it's so hard to watch. But I want to. It was intense. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the punk music that was in it. Right. I mean, that was the whole. And, yeah, I just I, I I dug it. Anton Yelchin. Oh my god, bless my heart. That oh. dude. I love that dude. I'm so. I he's one of the, like the celebrity deaths that hits me the hardest, and I still think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was a crazy role for him. There's some crazy fucking shit that happens in this movie. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Not a nice mm-hmm. guy in this movie. That's weird for him. <laughs> I, I was curious about like what he was sound like. I was like, oh, am I going to hear him do an American accent? No. Nope. <laughs> you will not. <laughs> they don't ever explain They're it. British which neo-Nazis, like, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. And then uh, it's kind of like the, anytime you watch a Schwarzenegger movie, the first thing out of someone who just meets him, him's like mouth should be. Wait, where the fuck are you from? Right. Like, but that's never the thing. <laughs> right. It's just that's like, yeah, you get to the job. It's like, what? Just uh, enunciate, dude. Like, so right. take the peanut butter out of your mouth. Um, next movie, also green, but slightly different. Uh, it's called The Green Knight from 2021. Oh, yeah. Stars Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, Joel Edgerton. Uh, the story is King Arthur's nephew sets out on a journey to test his courage against the mysterious Green Knight. I didn't have any recollection of... Uh, the Green Knight mythology mm-hmm. uh, in in the King Arthur lore, so I had no idea what any of this meant. And um, Sir Gawain, I still like the movie though. The yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had that yeah. f- somewhere in school. I remember like Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, but I don't remember actually reading it. I don't. I just kind of knew it when this one came out, but um, mm-hmm. it seems cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I really liked it. It's an A twenty four film. It's it's slow at parts, but it's just like so. It's so visually beautiful to look mm-hmm. at uh and it's just uh, he he goes on a little adventure it's a very much a, a quest movie and steven don't worry there's a jizz scene in this oh, movie Do, you had me a jizz. jizz honestly jizz is a character in the movie J- jizz glues us all together it really does okay. yeah <laughs> and let the lord stick us together like jizz inside of a seals catalog <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. I, I, I don't want to get lost where I'm at here. Uh, next movie, also from 2021, Last Night in Soho, directed by oh, Edgar yeah. Wright, starring Thomasin McKenzie, Anya Taylor-Joy, mm-hmm. Matt Smith, and Diana Rigg. Uh, evidently, this was the last movie that she yeah. filmed 
and uh, wasn't able to see the movie, or d- the movie didn't come out. Uh, it's not like they wouldn't sell her a ticket. Uh, she, she, she had just died before. Oh, you're dying? You, you can't come in here. You can't die in a movie either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get out of here, old yeah, lady. You cannot do that. Um, but yeah, the no spoilers. Uh, I feel like this is one of those movies where it's best to go into it as right. blind as you can. But like, you know, if you've seen a trailer, it's a young fashion designer moves to London and stuff gets weird from there. Um, I wasn't as into this movie as I had initially hoped to mm-hmm. be, but I look forward to rewatching it at some point in the future. Um, same, I thought same, same. It, it was very cool. Some of the way the shots were composed and especially if you watch any of the behind the scenes stuff to see how um, one person... Uh, one actor mirrors the actions of another one. That's so fucking cool, and I can't imagine the amount of coordination right. it took to do all that. But um, yeah, overall, like I just it, it, it didn't. I don't know. It just didn't didn't make me uh, love the movie as much as I wanted to love the movie. I st- I feel the same way. I love Edgar Wright. I think it was really visually cool, and there's a lot of cool concepts mm-hmm. in there. I'm excited to see it again, but it didn't blow me away like I expected the first yeah. time. Uh, neither did Baby Driver, though. When I watched it, I feel like his his earlier mm-hmm. films really blew me away. All of them, like mm-hmm. from the get go, and I've I've rewatched them all the time. But Baby Driver also grew on me as well. Oh yeah, and, so, and like mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim, uh, for some reason, also never grabbed me as much. But I, when I rewatch it, I'm like, oh my god, this movie's amazing. So I feel like anything, uh, his movies mm-hmm. reward you for rewatches as well. Yeah, and all the connections and like stuff in the background you just miss. Like there's so much going on that uh, it's always fascinating. So yeah, I, I've only seen it once, but I look forward to more viewings of that as well. Well, st- speaking of stuff in the background, my dog is whining in the background to come into uh, my little he office wants to here. Join so, the party. Hold on, just wants- yeah, he wants to come join on, the party. Buddy. Yeah, hold on just a sec. Here comes Taz. He's coming in to... Here comes Taz. He's coming to play. Here comes Taz. He's coming to ruse up everything. And do, do, do. All right. Is it Taz? No, it's it's uh, the little little one. Oh, Miles. I sing a whole song He's about Taz. No. <laughs> now I feel bad. <laughs> Taz is in there just chilling. I thought he was gonna be the, the troublemaker in this one, but yeah, he's he's passed the fuck out in the other room. I guess I don't good, know what, job, what he's doing. But yeah, yeah, Miles, Miles looks pissed. pissed. <laughs> yeah, Miles, hey, come here, get over here, get over here. All right, well, good. So you sang during that time, so we don't have to make that an edit point. I then. suppose so, but it wasn't great, and it didn't really rhyme. But oh well. Hey, 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 man, hey, dude, hell yeah. What was that? Hold on. All right. That was really creepy. I I what swore was someone was outside my window. Oh my I god! I heard someone like shifting in the thing, and I I saw the light move, like someone walked in front of it. But yeah. it was my my neighbor next door. It just looks like they're like parking, and it's like walking outside mm. their car. But it was it looked like it was like right outside my window. Weird. And I have these headphones in right now, and I was like, mm. I'm gonna get murdered on the show. <laughs> what a good <laughs> episode! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Stephen, real quick, just say your name. <laughs> Just say your name and we'll end it. Okay. Um, okay. So picking up from uh, where we left off here, I want to talk about a movie that came out this year and a movie that you had talked about loving so much called X, directed oh. by Ty West, starring Mia Goth, mm-hmm. Jenna Ortega, Brittany Snow, Kid Cudi, others. Uh, a very sexy horror movie. Oh, yeah. uh, I watched this uh, when I had a vacation day to myself. Hell yeah, you did. Last week. And, uh, did you get X rated up in there? <laughs> no uh no i i did like the movie but you know i just like watched it like a normal person okay. you know just as boring as fucking possible every time just, that old lady came on the screen you're just like all right here goes the zip 
Got it. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't on screen long enough. Um, so, uh, yeah, basically a cast and crew gathered together on an elderly Texas couple's property to make a porno, and shit gets freaky in more ways than oh, porno. Wow. Um, I liked it, but also I, I kind of didn't get the full thing of what they were going mm-hmm. for, I guess. Like, there, I, I feel like there's a lot of references to horror cinema that it, it wasn't, uh, that wasn't resonating with me right. just because I'm not aware of it, you know? So I, I had watched some like making of thing after the fact, I think it was. And, uh, I, I was like, oh, okay. So I feel like I need to level up my horror appreciation. Maybe rewatch this and then get more from it uh but i did i did like it overall um like i i was thrown off a little bit by a, a particular actor playing multiple roles but they were mm-hmm. they were like different people or whatever uh-huh. but um i still liked it and look shout out to kid cuddy silhouetted dong in that one scene i mean it's just I, like i had no idea it's incredible like even if it's fake even if it's fake, it. he just has this reputation now. You know what? That's that's what I need. I need to get into a, a role like that where I'm just silhouetted, but it seems like I'm just hanging dong, like <laughs> no tomorrow. You know, is it mine? Is it is it prosthetic? I don't know. I'm never going to fucking acknowledge it. You build that legend with your own fucking mind. Not my problem, but it is to my benefit. Um, and then also Mia Goth sounds like something an Italian Hot Topic employee from an early 2000s might nice. say. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mia Goth. Mm-hmm. Me, I got. It's like, okay, just are you gonna fucking ring up my nightmare before Christmas wristband or what? Uh, so, my next category is newer horror movies. And this doesn't incorporate like all of the new stuff that I want to talk about, but you know, I had to name this section something. So, I'm gonna talk about the 2020 movie Becky, starring Kevin James. Oh, yeah. Lulu Wilson and Joel McHale uh, in this movie, neo-Nazis escape from prison and invade a dysfunctional family's home. Mm. And uh, it's kind of playful, but also a little bit gruesome. There's a a little bit of a Home Alone-esque feeling to it. Uh, But the movie struggles with tone just a little bit. I I feel like it's a a little bit all over the place, but overall, I I found it enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm genuinely uh, a fan of uh, Kevin James as an actor. Uh, even though I don't always like the movies he's in, I think he's he can be a good actor when he's either being like straight up comedic or um, I feel like I've seen him as a more straightforward actor in something. I can't remember what it was, but um, yeah, I, I just like him overall. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, here comes the boom. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't remember. I'll go with that. The zookeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good luck, Chuck. Um, the, the highlight of the movie for me was this actor named Robert, uh, Miley. it's spelled M A I L L E T. He's like a seven foot tall actor. I, I've seen him in other things before. I think he's a, a Canadian wrestler or something hmm. like that. Interesting. Um, in the movie, he plays this character called apex. He's one of the escaped Nazis from the prison. And I really enjoyed his performance. It seemed like it was very thoughtful and, um, what, was uh, more delicate than what I was expecting from uh, an actor of his size. Uh, so I was, I was really impressed with that. Right on. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious about him. He looks like a big fellow. He is. He's quite a large man. I would not uh, like to run the, across him. You might. He's, he's very kind in this movie, Stephen. You just got to give him a chance. Okay. You really just got to give him a chance. Oh. <laughs> well, that was easy. Uh, next movie yeah. I want to talk about is a uh, 2022 movie that was uh, released on Peacock called They Them, uh, starring Kevin Bacon okay. and a host of LGBTQ plus actors. Have you seen this movie, Stephen? I've heard things, but not seen it. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, so basically, a killer stalks a conversion camp, and uh, I thought the movie was kind of fun. Uh, fun. Um, there were some issues with acting. Like, uh, it, I don't know, like some of the acting wasn't that great, mm-hmm. but I also kind of feel like the acting in those type of camp slasher movies weren't always great back in the day either. Kind of homage. So, yeah. Right. Uh, Maybe, maybe it's an homage. Maybe it's simply a coincidence, and it's just how I how I viewed it, you know. Yeah. Um, but I I thought it was an interesting. Um, it, it, I don't know. I I just appreciated that uh, these actors were getting a chance to participate in this type of movie because it seems like I don't know. My experience with the horror genre and the the horror community has been like very accepting. Right. So when I you know when we were watching that uh, Scream Queen documentary and there were all these online comments like gay bashing and stuff. I was like, Oh my God, I had no idea right. that this existed for this community. Cause it just seems like everyone's like, yeah, come on, come on board. Let's, let's talk horror or whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that these actors got a chance to do this. Um, I, yeah, I, uh-huh. I, this is another one of those movies where it's like, it's hard to urge people to go see this or, you know, add this to your queue on, on Peacock. But you know, you might just throw it on. Give it a chance. Kevin Bacon's fun. I do like Kevin Bacon. I had heard that yeah. the the concept of this was good, but I heard the execution wasn't that great. Like the uh, yeah. either. I don't know what it, I, I don't know the specifics and I haven't seen it. So I don't know if it's like the sensitivities to this concept or kind of like some other movies lately. And even like there's someone inside your house. I didn't quite mention this with that one, but there are some some like diverse comments or some uh, some comments that are like a little over the top almost. Um, oh. where they're like, well, they just keep talking about diversity and it's like kind of stupid. And I, I kind of heard that about they, them as well. It's like, they don't really do a good job from like the perspective of someone that went to one of these camps. They have a great concept and they do kind of like a superficial version of it or something like mm-hmm. that. So I just didn't hear yep. great things about it. Um, I'm still curious though. Cause I think the concept for a horror film at a gay conversion camp is amazing. Like that sounds yeah. perfect, but, uh, I, I don't know. So I might check it out eventually. Mm hmm. Um, Kevin Bacon is the the leader of that camp, and whenever you meet him, like, I was all queued up to be like, oh, this guy's a fucking piece of shit, right. you know? Like, I just don't like the concept of gay conversion therapy. It just, sure. It just, yeah. Uh, but, like, whenever you meet him, he's incredibly charming. He makes everyone feel comfortable. He, he tries to make everyone yeah. feel comfortable and all this stuff, and they really, like, do a good job of making that character super sympathetic Mm -hmm. and like you can trust him so when stuff like pops off later you know it's yeah he's good at that too he's a he's Mm -hmm. chameleon that that actor is uh quite amazing to do both like he can switch between those so easily i would think Mm -hmm. and uh, he can sell both like we're 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 all charmed by kevin bacon as a person already and all the other acting roles he has like that's easy sell and then it turned on its head yeah that's interesting Mm -hmm. all right and now i'm finally on the end of oh, wow. the stuff I want to talk about, Stephen, we did it. We fucking did it. <laughs> uh, so I've got three movies okay. to finish it out here. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is a movie that was released to Hulu in the summer called Prey. And no, it's not a religious movie. Mm-hmm. It's spelled P-R-E-Y. You can spell. And I had to look it up to see if that was correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. You can't still. You can't still. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I swear there's a W in there. Uh, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, uh, stars Amber Midthunder and John Alien as Predator. Oh. And uh, this is a prequel to the previous Predator film. So if you've never seen a Predator, pre- if you've never seen a Predator movie, mm-hmm. 
then uh, you're in luck because you can just jump right into this one. If you have seen a Predator movie, honestly, same thing. Just fucking watch them. Guys, just watch, the movie. watch this movie. <laughs> just watch the movie, guys. Uh, so this movie is about a female Comanche warrior who seeks to prove herself as a hunter to the rest of her tribe and ends up having to defend herself uh, and her people from a Yaucha hunter. Yaucha is what the species of Predator is actually called. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know that. Um, I honestly okay, didn't even know until I looked it up on Wikipedia, uh, spelled Y-A-U-T-J-A, Yaucha. 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 Um, so yeah, have you seen this movie? Uh, I have to say, I started this movie. Okay. And I think I may have mentioned this a while ago, but I started this movie and I didn't stop it because it was bad. I stopped it because it was too good and I was not in a good enough headspace to watch and give <laughs> my full attention to it. I didn't realize oh, okay. how good it was going to be. I was watching it like I would watch Predator 2 with Danny Glover, oh, where it's okay. like, it's mm-hmm. cool, but I don't even like pay attention to every moment. And I was obviously it's new and I wanted to pay attention to it, but I was like, this movie is great. I love the director, Jan- Dan Trachtenberg. He did uh, yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane and uh, some other cool shit. And uh, I love that dude. And uh, he, by all accounts, knocked it out of the park of this, but I need to like settle down and really pay attention because I thought it was fucking stellar what I saw. I maybe watched like 25 oh, minutes of it, but uh I was like, I I need to like watch this movie, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Focus up on yeah, it, but it was really great. Sit down, and make it an event. Um, yeah, this is another movie that I didn't absolutely love, but I could see myself getting to that point gotcha. with future viewings. Um, I I I like the idea of it just being like a a, a one on one type of battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's a little bit more to the story uh, than that. But um, man, I, I love the design of the. It's awesome. There's a dog. Don't worry, dog's fine. Oh, Dog, great. Dog's fine, everybody. Don't worry. He's a cool dog, too. Yeah, anytime you get a dog. Absolutely. I didn't know that was happening until the movie. I was like, this is why I got to watch this. Mm-hmm. I got to pay attention to this movie. There's a dog in here. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Good times. Uh, I love the design of the Predator. Uh, it's like a primitive, uh, like, design. Mm-hmm. It has a bone helmet, but it's still fun. It has, like, technology in the, oh, that cool. shit, you know? It's fucking rad. I, I like that uh, a lot. Um, and uh, there's a, a version of the movie that's mm-hmm. uh, dubbed entirely in Comanche by the original cast. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is pretty fucking cool. Um, I, I might even go back and rewatch it in that, unless there's subtitles. I, it, well, duh, well. So just try to turn me into do reading. Do you know Comanche? It's, 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 it's a gateway drug. <laughs> I, uh, I did, uh, I, I, when I watched it, I heard about that, and I did half the movie in uh, English, in Coman- when they speak Comanche, they were like parts of it. Uh, and then I did uh, half and all Comanche, and I thought that was preferable. I thought that was really fucking cool. I wish they would have been able to actually mm-hmm. film it that way uh, naturally. That would have been really neat. But um, mm-hmm. and just dubbed it in English for whoever needs that. But um, yeah. it's still cool that they offered that out there, and I think it's really neat. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out mm-hmm. that way when I watch it for in full. Perfect. Another movie I think you should watch, in, in, unless you have already, mm-hmm. uh, is from 2015 called Bone Tomahawk. Oh, I've Sorry. never know. Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox, and Richard Jenkins, uh, directed by S. Craig like Haller. <laughs> have you have you seen I've this movie? I've never seen it though. Oh A lot my of good god! On that, though. So uh, when our friend Liz was on the show, she had mentioned um, what was it? Tombstone uh-huh. was her her western movie right. that was going on the desert island. Uh, this is another seemingly another western movie mm-hmm. starring Kurt Russell. You know. I'm sure it's fine. You know, it's going to be Western bang, bang, shoot 'em up stuff. And it seems like it's just a standard Western movie for the bulk of it until you get to about an hour and 30 minutes into this thing. And then it's like, yikes. Oh, um, yeah. 
I don't want to spoil anything uh, for you. I love that. I don't I will, know anything about it, so that's great. I I, I will say, uh, it it's it's uh, one of the grosser things I've seen uh, in cinema, and you and you'll know it when you get and to you it. Recommend it? I uh, to you. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah, I'm down mm-hmm. for that. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liz, don't watch this one. Don't <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> watch the first hour and a half, and then let your husband tell you what yeah, happens in the rest of the movie, movie. Maybe. Great, great um, western. But uh, but yeah, like the the basic idea of the movie is that uh, it's a small town sheriff. He leads a posse into a desolate region uh, to rescue three people who are abducted by a cannibalistic Native American clan. And um, I don't know. I, I I do feel some kind of way about uh, making the the Native Americans like a monstrous. Mm. But also, it's like they very specifically state that they are. Um, like kind of fucked up to begin okay. with, not because they're Native American, but it's just like they're these particular ex. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. bad actors, they're you at, know. Um, Burning on Man on both sides. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. got it. Burning Man. Yeah, some bad mm-hmm. bad drugs. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. And they 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 they're all out of wicker. Oh you know? no, plenty of fire though. Uh oh. He's got a big what? handlebar um, mustache to burn. Absolutely. Too bad. Uh, Man, I was delighted to see that Richard Jenkins was in this. I, I had no dude. idea. And oh my God, you'll love him in this too. He's, he's delightful throughout he's the whole great. goddamn thing. Yeah. Oh my God. So he brings such levity to it. Oh my God. Loved it so much. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Good call. Steven, final movie. Excellent. I just happened to come across this one. Oh. I was looking at like, what was it, like fucking Twitter one day, and there was an, a random article that said top 10 movies to watch for. Uh, horror movie month or uh-huh. whatever and i was like oh I'm, I'm sure i've seen the bulk of these or whatever let me tap on this and see what it is steven the very first movie i never heard of i saw an image of it and i was like oh my god what is this <laughs> steven this is a movie from 2016 called the love witch you, have you heard of i've this heard movie? of it yeah i've never seen it okay i would never steven. okay yeah the woman who plays the titular witch uh-huh. uh actress's name is samantha robinson the way they do her makeup and everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was all in on this. And as I was watching this oh movie, like, I, I, I'm trying to put it into context for people. Like, obviously, I'm a horny old man. But also, <laughs> I'm just like, every time she's on screen, uh-huh. she's so magnetic. My eyes are just, like, drinking in oh, man. The, the, the beauty of it. I just, I, I think I, she is gorgeous. But I also, this poster, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that poster's so good! Oh Simple, my god, beautiful. Uh, the The design of the movie is incredible. That the house she lives in is beautifully designed. Um, a lot of the costumes are fucking stellar as well. The director, um, Anna Biller, she was the costume designer. She was the set decorator. Oh, she wow. directed the movie. She wrote the movie. So she was like all hands in, and she fucking killed it. This movie has a look and an aesthetic of like a throwback 60s technicolor film mm-hmm. and i only know that because i looked it up after the fact and that's what the You're internet like, told me it was, like and I was like, this? oh that makes sense because the the colors are like so saturated but also there's like uh you know that thing in the adams family movie the live action one with um uh angelica houston where uh-huh, sometimes right. the light hits her but it hits oh, her in yeah. a way where it's like her eyes and her cheekbones right, right, right. that movie is like or this movie is like that just like a lot but it's like everything looks a little bit like 
fluffy and fuzzy, uh-huh. but like in a very comforting way. Like this movie seems very cozy to yeah, me, yeah, yeah. even though it's like, I don't know, like it's not overly gory or anything like that. Like the general idea is that a modern day witch uses spells and magic to get men to fall in love with her with disastrous results. And uh, man, the the witch in this movie, like I said, straight up, babe. Uh, oh my god! The director said that she specifically designed it to attract the male gaze, and I have to say, <laughs> nailed uh, it. Anna Biller, <laughs> madam, standing go for you because you fucking nailed it for this guy. Man, this is I so interesting. I did not expect up. this to end the show. Uh, I've heard of this movie. I know about it. I don't. I know that cover, but I. I thought about rearranging the placement of this uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. movie several times, but I was like, as I was watching the movie, I was like, I gotta fucking tell Steven about this. Right. This shake is so fucking hot. She's so fucking hot. And I've seen the the actress outside of the movie, like without the makeup and all the stuff, and she's, you know, an attractive woman, but there's something about this. Right. You know how, like, every once in a while there's a particular character that you're just, like, all in on. This is, like, this does it for me. This is... Right on, man. This is, this is it. Um, uh, so, it, like, the... The movie looks like it's old. Uh-huh. Like it looks like it takes place in the right. 60s because of like the 60s or 70s because of the, everyone's hair, the way people dress, all of this stuff. But uh, in like the cars that, that the main actors drive are throwback looking cars. Mm-hmm. But if you look in the backgrounds of those scenes, it's like modern vehicles in parking lots and oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's just like little things that you I catch. I love that kind and of stuff, a, yeah. Yeah. And then at a certain point... Um, one of the, uh, like the witch leaves like her ear or her, um, one of her rings at lunch with someone. So the, the person she leaves her ring there, she notices that it's there. She's like, Oh, she reaches in her purse, pulls out a cell phone and calls her. It's like, Oh yeah, I forget. Like I had no idea. Weird modern so it, times. it seems, yeah, That's it cool. seems a little like, uh, uh, like a temporal or whatever. But, um, man, it just, it really worked for me. I was so impressed with the movie that I just happened to look that same day to see if it was on iTunes to buy and it was on sale. So I went ahead and bought oh, it. Nice. You know, just like give the drummer some, you know, I hope, hope she makes another movie cause I'd very much be interested in it because she, she really did like this. This feels like a movie that was, uh, crafted from start to end, um, uh, by a single hand and, uh, it, it really worked. I, it, it, look, mileage is going to vary for people on this movie and you might watch it. Other people who are listening to this podcast might watch it and be like this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie, this movie really does it for me. Uh, and I would also mention that even though there's some like sexy time, like nudity in this movie, don't worry. There's also unflattering male nudity. Oh, yeah. So it's like the reverse kid Cuddy where it's just like okay. guys with small dicks, just like hanging it out. <laughs> it's just like on screen for a long time. A little more. And I feel like I, mm-hmm. yeah, this is like, what I would audition for right. and get the role for, I would think would be the Kid Cudi role where it's just like a long dick and silhouette. And then I would get this role where I'm just like, just, just like a turtle head poking out just a little bit. <laughs> you love turtles. Though, like, oh, so. I, just, just, yeah, I do like turtles. Good. Can I put a mask on it? <laughs> well, man, I, I, I will take that recommendation to heart. I've always been attracted to that poster and she is a very attractive woman. And that sounds like a really oh, interesting God. kind of a uh, film. So, Oh, Sounds yeah, good, man. absolutely. Yeah, I think this was on, like, Peacock or some shit. I don't know. Like, you, you, you can I'll find, find it. Find us, you, dude. We don't need yeah, to worry about it, it anymore, don't worry. I feel. We don't need to worry about people. Okay. Where they'll find their shit. They'll find it. Mm-hmm. People get they'll it. They'll find it, yeah, absolutely. They know their CDs and their VHS tapes. They got it. People <laughs> yeah. can find their shit. Be kind of rewind, like exactly. Steven said. 
Uh, well, man, yes. that was a lot of fun. I know that uh, we both had this pent up for so long and needed so much more to talk about. We have all these extra yeah, episodes. Yeah. I don't know who else is who all is listening to this one. Hopefully, uh, it's mm-hmm. fun. Um, we yeah. have to get all this out of our system so that we can feel better Absolutely. about ourselves and go into November clean. You're goddamn right. And I am already dreading having to dig through and <laughs> grab cover artwork for all of these fucking movies. But you know what? It you has to, to be yourself, done. So I really, I really this did. It's going to be like some time to prepare. Eight postings just to fit it all if you, if you just, did. Yeah, just, you don't have to do yeah, any of that, though. Don't. Hey, you know what? I've got a Kid Cudi worth oh, of yeah. uh, content to shove inside of a... <laughs> okay. A shrimp dick, fellas. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Do yeah. I do I normally mm-hmm. do I do our normal exit? All the things uh, you can, but before we exit, we have to live up to our promise. What is that? Uh, we were promised that we were going to announce the theme for November. Oh yeah, well please, it's oh, your my theme, God. please. Oh my God! Look, uh, I caught a lot of heat earlier this year uh, when it was revealed. That, you know, I'm not big on on the mm-hmm. bat. Not a not a huge Batman fan. Right. You know. So, to combat this... To combat this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to drench myself in it, along with yeah. young Stephen Fisher here and, and hopefully some guests. November will be forever known in the year 2022 as Novembat. <gasps> That's right. What? We lived up to the promise of it having a dumb fucking name. <laughs> We've been sitting on so, for months, and I love it still. So, oh my god, yeah, I, I pitched that to you like it, uh, in July. It was gonna be September, and then it, it was gonna be yeah. September, but we couldn't couldn't swing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so November it is, and uh, if you check the calendar, there's five Tuesdays in that month. So oh, it's gonna yeah. be five Batman related episodes for you throughout the month of November. And uh, we're not gonna do like the Christopher Nolan movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured we could always do that as like a run of episodes sure. at a certain point. So I've queued up a bunch of Batman movies throughout hit that character's um, existence. I love it. Yeah. In filmic entertainment. So on the next episode, or the next mainline episode of Let's Talk About Stuff, we're going to talk about the 1966 movie Batman. Yeah, I've never seen Just it. Simply Batman. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. You're like, I, I have just told you I don't like it very much. Adam West, Burt Ward, mm-hmm. um, probably some other characters. I don't know. I don't no, know I who could possibly be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Burt Reynolds is in it, you know. I hear. Um, Hanging dong like a cutty. Oh, man. Like a cutty. <laughs> <laughs> like an uncutty. Um, uncutty. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to this, though. I love that you're drenching yourself in it. You're you're steeping yourself in the fear, much like he does among the bats, at least in uh, mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins. Um, yeah. It's good. It's good for you, um, I feel. I'm super intrigued. We're going to have a lot of guests planned. I hope it all works out, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm super intrigued to get everybody else's feelings about it and for you just to get like more and more hammered about your ideas. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, look, we're going to run the gambit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of Batman movies and uh, i'm thinking about putting a post together to list the different movies we're going to be talking about but we'll um we'll see how that works out with scheduling and everything but yes batman 1966 is going to be the next mainline episode uh feature but my god steven this episode is coming out on a friday Mm -hmm. i can't help but notice in a few days that's going to be on monday and it's going to be a special monday and that is going to be halloween day the 31st 
mm-hmm. of October. Well, Friday anyway, the 31st. So, <laughs> Friday the Monday 31st. the 31st doesn't really sound mm-hmm. scary, does it? Well, I guess Mondays are pretty scary sometimes. Um, yeah, Garfield hates them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Horror movies and lasagna. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he loves lasagna. He I'm loves lasagna. We're, yeah. we're recording late. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, so we're going to have a special, a Halloween special episode, which will be fun. And then yes. uh, we'll do some Novimbat stuff coming up, so. Should yes, be good very times. exciting. Yeah, so let's look forward yeah. to that. Um, as usual, you can rate and review us in your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is always appreciated. And tell your friends so they can find us as well. And Wait, not only is five stars appreciated, but also it's mandatory. Demanded. Yeah. God it's damn mandatory. it. We're approaching, three, <laughs> we're approaching 300 episodes. <laughs> we got to have those five stars. Help us out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and you can contact us if you'd like. All the info is in the show notes as usual. If you'd like to follow us on various social medias or whatever so uh i had a lot of fun mm-hmm. today i'm very tired now i hope this was fun for people Same. though but look forward to that halloween episode and then for some november stuff coming up that'd be really fun as well so yes. anything else for you today brent i can't possibly say additional words at this Good. point Steven, i'm gonna no. go fall asleep and until next time i'm steven i'm brent and let's talk later sorry it was a short one <laughs> no cutty here this was supposed to be an hour <laughs> <laughs>
uh, a Brett Michaels costume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I'm still trying to <laughs> to get the hang of cutting sleeves off of tank tops. Sure, uh, is it really going the way I'm expect? I'm just making them spaghetti strap shirts. Oh, wow. at this point, yeah, that's a good look it's, for you. I mean, it's a look. You can't say it's not. You know, mm-hmm. it's just such thin fabric that it kind of rolls up and it looks a little, a little bit spaghetti esque. Right. Know? You know, though, but, I think, you know, come our, our Airbnb trip this coming up Halloween. I think mm-hmm. you could pull off a spaghetti strap. If you want something even smaller than that. I'm cool with that, I, too. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. You we'll know, see what happens. Yeah. Air, honestly, like I've been trying to test drive them a little bit just mm-hmm. so I, you know, I don't want to show up to the Airbnb looking like a doofus. So right. I take these these uh, newly spaghetti strapped tanks out into the world and I constantly get marinara thrown at me. Oh, no. Yeah, it sucks. People take spaghetti strap way too literally here. It's it's an epidemic. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. threw a jar of Pregu at me <gasps> from their car and they drove off and screamed, when you're here, you're family, bitch. What? Yeah. In this economy? I know. That's the worst family reunion wow. I've ever been to, Stephen. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Grandma. And I've been to some bad ones. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Sequard? Uh, yeah, how about we do family rebuyin? Oh, I love it. Oh, wow. That's great. Boo for scary. Oh, okay. I got you. I didn't, I didn't know where they came from. That's Boo good. Boo stands for scary. <laughs> This is, this is how you teach children. It's an educational podcast. It's you know? really good. Okay, boo cool. stands for scary. Everyone relax about it. So our sync word is boo stands for scary. Everyone relax you know about what? it. It's <laughs> yeah. It's on the fly adjustment. One. Yes. <laughs> All right. All that stuff to sync on three. Okay, ready. All right, here we go. How could this possibly go wrong? Uh, I know I'm doing this to myself too, but I, I can't stop myself. I already forgot the second it. half of it. <laughs> All right, so boost dance for scary. For scary. That That's we we got that. Okay. okay. To sink on three, one, two, three. Boost dance for scary. scary. Now relax about it. Oh God! God damn it! Go clap those erasers. Fantastic. Uh, what a good night. L P A.